I think I told you a little bit about this in person, but I did watch some of the stuff, uh, the music videos you recommended uh, two episodes ago, and that um, Slipknot QVC video still yeah. stuck in my mind. <laughs> the slow motion turns to the camera. It's 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 so weird, so bizarre. Like I get what they're trying to do because they're trying to uh, frame some of the like background elements into the faces of the uh, the band members, and then kind of vice versa. Mm. But uh, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> doesn't look good. It was, I don't know yeah, who it directed weird. it, but. And I kind of missed that, you know, like music videos back in the day, back in our day, yeah, they had the like the the director of the video on there. And that's yeah. how I um, kind of followed um, or was aware of a lot of directors work. Like obviously uh. Mick G, stellar director. <laughs> we can all agree on that. And I'm sure his new movie, Rim of the World, that's out on uh. Netflix, is also stellar. As a matter of fact, last night, uh, my wife and I, we were going to sit down to watch a movie for dinner. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, hey, we added this one movie to to the queue why don't we why don't we watch that and i was like oh okay and uh it was room of the world <laughs> and i was like uh-oh it's by mcg mm. and she was like oh well what's the the score on rotten tomatoes and it was 22 percent. she was like oh okay yeah never mind that <laughs> so <laughs> we agreed together to, to not watch it well uh on accident then the four of us the two couples agreed together not to watch it last night because uh i had heard a little bit about it and I put it on our queue, and I hadn't actually seen a trailer for it yet, and I forgot who was involved. So I was like, hey, Amanda, this movie is was described as kind of like Stranger Things and like the Goonies. Like, let's see the trailer. And uh, even the trailer, like, has some really, really shoddy special effects in it. And yeah. I was like, the more it went on, I was like, I'm not sure about this. And then it flashed on the screen from the director of The Babysitter. <laughs> and we both just, like, we're like, let's move on. <laughs> Well, look, uh, we both uh, recall that Kent Blue was a big defender of the babysitter, uh-huh. and, and he enjoyed it. And uh, you know what? God bless him. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Uh, uh, I, I I hope that he's able to enjoy this movie as well. Let us know. You know what? Maybe it's good. Yeah. I mean, if it's, like, actually good, if it's, like, a fun movie, yeah. maybe I'll check it out. Steven won't. Um, <laughs> but if Kent watches it and he's like, you guys should give it a shot, I would have that in the back of my mind. Hey, I didn't really care for the babysitter, but recommendations you know go far so i would try that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, you know what speaking of uh, the four of us uh bailing on something um <laughs> i feel like we need to address uh the lack of a show last week uh-huh um so you guys had come up to the great state of uh where uh Nebraska, uh oklahoma oklahoma there you uh, the gray skies of Oklahoma greeted you when you got here, yeah. and we further greeted you by uh, the Saturday night that we were all up, and we were all, like, playing games and everything, and we had literally sat down to record, and um, we got six minutes into our recording before tornado weather happened. Indeed. And uh, <laughs> luckily, it bypassed us, but it really did put a crimp in our plans. And um, so, yeah, uh, bad weather. Bad weather mm-hmm. was the only reason we didn't record. Only reason. And there's no other reason. Uh, it's not as if in the time we were watching the weather and you and I, as true Oklahomans <laughs> do, go out the front and back of my house mm-hmm. to watch the, the storms, um, th- what we like to call the danger zone. Okay? Oh, yeah. Kenny Loggins wrote a song about it, and 
that's that's it's about Oklahoma weather, yep. watching tornadoes pass, watching storms roll through, getting your ankles wet because the uh, patio covering doesn't like cover the entire patio yep. when the rain comes in sideways. But yep. we made do with it. And did did I uh, drink way too much and get drunk during that time period? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You were uh, nervous. I w- uh, yeah, I was yeah. real scared and stuff. Super scared. Yeah. You had to drink it off. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, the only way to calm my nerves yep. was just to uh, permanently <laughs> delete myself from existence. <laughs> you tried. You certainly tried. Uh, Lord, Lord knows I tried. Yep. And uh, the next day, like in my head, I was like, oh, well, maybe <clears throat> the next day we'll have time to record. That didn't happen. Um, no. I was close to death at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I woke up just long enough to see you guys off and went back to bed for uh, six years. Oh, wow. Like for, for quite a while. <laughs> that would have, okay. That would have been an yeah. epic podcast. Six years mm-hmm. from now, we record mm-hmm. this episode and we're like, <laughs> so we should probably address why we didn't record. Uh, that one week we had a tornado warning, bring out real drunk. He just woke up. So we're just going to keep on going, <laughs> try to get to that hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I like this plan. Here we are, post post end game, and uh, <laughs> years later, we're well into phase four. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, mid phase five at this point, yeah. right? but um, but yeah. So uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen last week. Uh, but yeah. It, it, you know, we we did what we could to try to do it. It didn't happen because of weather. That was the initial catalyst. Mm. And then, you know, things got bonkers from there. Is it my fault? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to place that squarely on you because I think uh, it was like midnight when we were trying to record. It was going to yeah. be a shit show. We all know that. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, your, your wife, Brandy, uh, bless her, is uh, not great with storms. Um, no, no. <laughs> born and raised here, yes. not good with it. She yeah. at one point was like, why do I still do this? Why do I still live here? Because uh, they did get pretty windy at your house. Uh, it was it was yeah. pretty harsh. And that wasn't even that close to the, the danger zone, uh, mm-hmm. as you say. Um, it really kind of went like to the north of us. But uh, at one point, I think it was Amanda was like, hey, should we go ahead and just start recording again? And Brandy like was like, what are you talking about? There's a storm here. Like, we can't just stop this. We have to pay attention, you know, and it was like she was definitely like locked into that mode. There was no going back. There'd be no fun brandy in the show for sure. So I think just overall there's what I'm going to say is there's a lost six minute and six second video that ends Mm -hmm. with a tornado siren. And it's going to be a collector's item years from now for the show, fans of the show. So, yeah, look out for it. We'll put it on like a bootleg cassette tape and uh, (laughs) stash them around the countries and the world and uh, everywhere we visit. not a video, but but audio. Just six minutes of audio that's not very good, and it's barely <laughs> yeah. even an intro, and it ends in a tornado yeah. siren. Yeah. Um, it's going to be gold. You, yeah. It'd be weird if it showed up. $800. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, free, maybe if we put it, uh, you know, at the tail end of this episode. I don't know. Oh, don't okay. Know. Honestly, I haven't even listened back to it. I know. I don't uh, know. I don't know if any of it's usable, <laughs> but yeah. Maybe it'll show up. Maybe it Maybe won't. we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was good times, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, no episode that week, but that's okay. We had a good time anyway, visiting you guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We had a, a lot of fun. Like I said, we played some games. We ate a lot of terrible food. Yeah. Like, 
my gut is still trying to recover from it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. We had tons yeah. of candy. Mm-hmm. We just really lived it up. Yeah. It was good times. Mm. It was. Whiskey oh, and yeah. candy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like adults. My stomach my stomach is literally making noises right now just <laughs> like, from like talking. No, please. Like you said it. And yeah. It's like, uh-uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent, um, we're doing like a pretty easy episode again today to get back into mm-hmm. the swing of things. We're doing another pop culture catch up. And I'd say right now we're, we're well into this. We're just doing it. What do you say? Let's do it. Excellent. Well, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> all of you. We were, we were thinking about it. We were like kicking ideas back and forth because it occurred to me on what, like yesterday, Saturday. Uh, normally we have like a, a, a semi-decent um, schedule planned mm-hmm. of like what we're going to do for episodes. Sometimes not, but for the most part. And it occurred to me yesterday uh, morning like, oh, we don't have any plans in place for what to do yeah. on, <laughs> on this episode. So we really we dropped kicking, the ball. Yeah, we were kicking things back and forth. And I was like, mm, should we do... A pop culture barbecue sauce, maybe pop culture mustard. Oh. I'm like, mm, pop culture ketchup is probably the best way to go. That's our, that's our go-to. That's awesome. You know, that's you know. I feel best, like best one. A pop culture barbecue sauce would be if I came up for the fourth this year. Oh yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That would be. We could like change yeah. it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. hmm, eating barbecue during the show, naturally <laughs> yeah. great for audio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll finish it off with a with a dry rub. <laughs> Wow, I'm sure I just woke up my wife. That was great. Um, <laughs> that was really good. I like that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't go anywhere from that. That was too good. Uh, I think that's the that's the show. That's where we're. Yeah. For me, that was that we peaked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on. No, 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 no. We, we we've got stuff to uh, to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like uh, like we said, we're gonna do a a catch up on uh, some pop culture stuff that we've gotten into kind of like the last episode but uh, more and uh potentially worse maybe better who knows <laughs> but we'll give it our best we'll or give it our best shot we'll give it an okay shot like we usually do yeah yeah and it'll um, work out so do you want to kick things off do you have stuff queued up and, I, and ready to I go i certainly can um okay so uh, first off, I'll throw it back to another uh, the other episode we did most recently, I believe, of the Hulk Hogan catch up, and probably even then, maybe further than that, because it might have been the one that I just rambled on forever, like I'm doing right now. So anyway, what I'm saying is, <laughs> at the time we had mentioned, I had mentioned that uh, Amanda and I, my wife and I, tried to watch Wine Country on Netflix. Oh yeah, which was uh, mm-hmm. the Amy Poehler directed and maybe scripted, but starring and all her friends. Uh, and Amanda was kind of bored this weekend, so she threw that back on. We, we at the time, had gotten kind of bored with it. It was kind of weird. It's kind of off. Uh, but she finished it. And it's weird. It's, it's almost like a, a collection of some really, really funny scenes and a lot of other stuff like with weird timing. So I asked her if she okay. thought it was like uh, – and I was in and out, so I, I, I did get some of the jokes. And some of them were like hysteric, hysterical. I was like walking through the house and just laughing. Um, but overall, though, the movie's kind of like uneven. So uh, I asked her if it was like editing – or like if it could be fixed or if it was uh, more like the way their jokes are written. And she said it's kind of both. That um, There was one scene I walked in on. I won't go into the details of it, but it's like supposed to be like an awkward sort of funny moment between two characters. And Amy Poehler was one of them. And like a guy asked her a question and she stares at him. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is going to be like a joke where like she's like blank. 
but it like it, it does that for like 20 seconds it just go, shows back and forth and they're both <laughs> just not talking for like 20 full seconds and I was like finally I was like I was waiting for something to happen so I could leave the room and I was like what is happening and I mean it was just like <laughs> I don't fucking know I don't know what's going on so it's like it has some really weird like they they tried some stuff and to us it just didn't land but um, I'm kind of curious to throw it on you know some other time and like catch some good jokes whatever um, it's almost yeah. as if it's you know these are like Saturday Night Live vets uh, who were awesome in that show and it's almost as if they have some really good skits in here but just like SNL they don't know how to end anything or like move on to the next and yeah. so it doesn't flow maybe as a movie uh, mm-hmm. but those those women are hysterical and so some of the moments like really fucking work so I'm kind of going back on my review a little bit of that and saying like give it a shot you know so yeah well yeah that was on uh, episode 95 our, our <laughs> whoa I got Irish there for our, our free ABS episode <laughs> there you go uh, okay cool <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah that's that's interesting like even though you had uh, uh, poo-pooed it a bit on the last yeah. episode I was still kind of curious as to like sure how it would play out just because I I like those actresses and they're so funny yeah on so many other things I've seen before but if you go into it with low expectations it yeah. might really surprise you yeah. that's the goal mm. yeah so um man I wanted to apologize quick too you might hear uh, mm. me on the uh, podcast I my allergies have been killing me down here in Texas actually since I went up to Oklahoma and I switched to those allergies that I used to grow up with. And for some reason, that state line always fucks with me. And now I'm back here and they're messing up again. So you might hear me sniffle sometimes. I apologize. Oh, my God. Brent. Yeah, we can't have sniffles on the show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> Look, we had some crazy weather here, um, like, the week before you came in. Um, we had mm-hmm. a lot of, like, flooding, actually. And we're landlocked here. We don't, we don't expect that. No. You know? Um, and so that left a lot of like sitting water around here. Oh God. Yeah. Led to a lot of mold and it just attacked the shit out of my wife's allergies. Yeah. So she's had like a sore throat and, and, uh, a lot of, uh, coughing and sneezing fits here recently as well. So, uh, I'm glad you took some of that back. Um, yeah. we've got plenty of it here, you know, that's how it just, works. I took it away. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you do live in a, you know, more of a like southern part of texas so uh-huh. i can only hope as you were driving back you just had the window down yep just like coughing and sneezing yeah just like letting all the germs you know infect everyone there in texas as well basically i mean i don't i go through these small towns i don't know those people so i figured yeah. it was fine yeah. um yeah they'll be able, definitely be able to trace it back to me though they'll take that route and be like <laughs> steven went here yeah. that's okay well <laughs> welcome to Boro dung texas oh all right <laughs> you've been there okay at you at you <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, allergies are awful. Uh, your wife had actually lost her voice a little bit when we first got there. By the time of the podcast, I think she would have been fine, but that's another reason we didn't do it. So there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Allergies. Fucking allergies. <laughs> uh, this episode is sponsored by allergies. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. Claritin or some shit. Get the big money. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so for my thing, uh, I'm looking at my list here. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to refine it yesterday, so um, I've got uh, I've got some good stuff. I'm gonna start with the bad stuff though. Oh, um, yeah. Spoilers, <laughs> review spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I read this this uh, comic uh, a couple months back called Dark Knight's Metal. Um, it's a DC comic, and um, it has uh, the primary cast is the the Justice League, and it involves this um, like the various metals of the DC universe. 
and uh, kind of like Marvel has vibranium oh, okay. um, and adamantium. Uh, DC Comics has it, their own type of like metals that exist in that universe. Oh, okay. um, there's something called the nth metal. Um, in this series, there's a, uh, a new metal that's discovered. <laughs> that's called, and I'm not kidding, the name of this metal is called Batmanium. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just. That makes me think now of like adamantium and Wolverine, like in mm-hmm. his body. And I was like, what if they called it Wolverineum? Right? <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound as good. <laughs> but they, I like they it. They had the decency to, to call it something else. Um, <laughs> so here, here, here's a, a recent thing that's, that's come up with me and uh, in Batman. Um, a lot of people shit all over Superman saying, oh, he's the most powerful character ever. You can't do anything with him. You can't pose any type of threat to him because he's just so powerful, which is not true. Um, like, I, like I like to say, Superman's a good dude. Wait, why, why are you picking on this guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure, maybe he's, like, super powerful, but that doesn't mean he can instantly solve every problem. Doesn't mean he's not vulnerable. You know, he's got family members and such. Uh, there's a, a very famous element that can uh, weaken him yeah. called kryptonite. So, I mean, shut up. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I went there. Yeah. Uh, but my, my issue with Batman is people like him because, oh, he can do anything, which is kind of the, the exact quote-unquote problem they have with Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've Chuck norris Batman into being able to do anything for any reason just because he's, quote, Batman, end quote. Okay, sure. So the whole thing is not, the rest of this is not a quote. Um, <laughs> so they, they've really <clears throat> involved Batman in a lot of, like, cosmic universe um, storylines and whatnot uh, just because he's Batman, and he's, like, honestly, he's probably either the most popular character at DC or tied with, with Superman, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just a dude in a bat costume, really. Sure, he's got, like, gadgets and technology, but he's not powered. Um, but they insist on involving him in all of these, like, weird cosmic conflicts and whatnot. And he always has a plan for everything, like, every eventuality. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you poke at it, you're like, but, like, how or why would he know about this? When did he have time to develop this skill? Etc. Mm-hmm. Etc. Okay. So in this story, Batman, um, you know what? Like I'm, I'm almost running out of steam for, <laughs> for even like discussing this. <laughs> like I was, it, it was like a six issue series, and I bought the collected version on Comicsology, and I got like twenty pages into this motherfucker, and I was like, I fucking hate this story. Wow. Like I, like I had a almost like revulsion to to reading it but um there's another podcast i, I listened to called 11 o'clock comics and they were going to do that as their like book of the month and i was like eh, i kind of went here i want to go in like as fresh as i can yeah. without having somebody else's opinions on it so i'm going through and reading this and there's this weird part um where uh <laughs> batman is like I, he he talks about um he's got these like signals like if he needs help he can uh, signal uh, Superman or Wonder Woman that he needs help, even though he doesn't like to ask for it. He, he's got these like signals in place okay. to uh, to call for their help. So, um, and he he uses uh, their their secret identities. Uh, Clark is C, and then Diana is D. Right. So, 
as the story goes on, there's like a, a weird like dream sequence where uh, Batman and Clark's uh, Batman and Superman's sons are in a band and they're they're playing up on this stage. Uh, oh yeah, they both have children. I was like, in the what? Modern continuity. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so in a band together. Yeah, they're they're in a band for some reason, okay. and they're both playing like like one's playing bass, one's playing uh, guitar, <clears> and <throat> the music goes on and whatnot, and then like. Later, like an, an issue two or two later, um, Batman shows up and uh, and is um, like talking to to uh, Clark and Diana, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I tried to signal you guys that uh, I need you to stay away," and they were like, "Wait, what?" And it's like, "Yeah, uh, like in this dream sequence that you guys are part of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> both of our uh, kids were were playing music, but it was." Um, it was like C chords and D chords, but they started out with D chords <laughs> and, and then into C chords to say, oh, it's the reverse of coming to help go away. It's like, well, why even why even have that play? Like you'd have to know what note or what yeah. seven chords were played first to know what sequence, you know, it's I don't know, man. Like that's a it's, stretch it's written by. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's written by Scott Snyder, who's like a, a big like. Batman like writer like he, he wrote like an acclaimed uh, uh, series of Batman like a few years ago and I I like that series but this was just like mm. man I'm not into this at all in any way shape or form and uh, it's drawn by Greg uh, Capullo who was also the artist of that uh, the primary artist for that that same series and like the art's good but like I don't know there, there's something about like Batman being like metal that just doesn't work. He's like a rich kid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's never like had any like musical taste. Like we've seen him like go to operas before, like Bruce Wayne has gone to operas or whatever, but I've never seen him like listen to Slayer or anything. And there's something about like DC characters that doesn't scream metal to me. Like not even like Marvel characters outside of like, maybe like Ghost Rider or, Mm. you know, something to that effect that would be like metal. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't work on any, conceivable level for me um so yeah it's definitely skippable to me wow yeah i i i think some people like this like i i don't know i could not get into it like i said (laughs) i was just like that's how yeah 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 Mm -hmm. it's funny because for the most part you talk about comics that you really like uh, and that's Mm -hmm. mostly what we've ever talked about on the show or excuse me outside of it uh except for like that witches comic that they also written by Scott Snyder. Okay, yep. <laughs> there's a pattern, <laughs> which is weird because I I don't think of him as a bad writer, but yeah, yeah they, these and that was more the out. art that was like so grungy, yeah, the coloring specifically, yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, like that was like the only other time I've really heard you like rip on anything. So mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 good because it's very clear from you what what mm-hmm. I you know being a new comic uh, reader and maybe the. Uh, you know, the stand in for our audience that is uh, potentially new comic book readers as well. Uh, I just trust your opinion. So I just like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like that either. Or like, there's so much else to read. Like, I'm not going to give that an attempt now. Thanks for your yeah. review, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Look, I, I don't like trashing on comics or, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say that the, the creators are, are 
are bad or or anything like that. But sure. yeah, this particular story just was not not for me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I know oh, um, you know listeners of the show know that I, I like metal, but this was not yeah not for me. Yeah, and it's funny too because like the cover of the uh, like the first issue in the the collection is like the Justice League characters like standing there, but they're in the uh, shape of like the metal horns, you know, like oh, the yeah. horns up like hand thing. No, it's like no, <laughs> no. On one hand, it seems like it would be made for you. Like it seems like it, right? Yeah, it's, but, it's comics and metal coming together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But man, just totally missed the mark, though. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so I have another Netflix one, and and Brent, you're gonna have to help me out here, and I'll tell you why. Because we didn't actually record a show last time, and we were gonna do like a pop culture catch up anyway with the ladies um we ended up talking though you and i about a lot of different stuff a lot of different movies and stuff and so i'm kind of <laughs> lost of what i've mentioned on the show and what we just talked about <laughs> in person so yeah uh, kind of like uh there's there's a few things on here but wine country was maybe a little bit of that, that too but uh, mm-hmm. so amanda and i watched uh, triple frontier uh on oh, netflix hmm. which is okay. um ben affleck and um oscar isaac and charlie okay. headland and yeah. uh, it's about like they're they were soldiers like elite soldiers and they're out of the game now and they're not like they're trying to make money and live their lives but it's not really working out for various reasons for all of them um, like uh, Ben Affleck is supposed to be selling condos it's a very weird scene uh, he, wait is he selling condos or condoms because that can hmm. it can be a big difference it's that a might quick change. scene yeah and I kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a condo, though, so I'm going to go with that. Oh, okay. But he kind of did look like a condom salesman, if you will. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe both, and they just didn't yep. go there. But, you know, he's, he's doing that. Doesn't really work. Uh, another guy's like an MMA fighter. Makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're all kind of doing their thing. And one guy gets uh, – Oscar Isaac is down in, like, South America, and he's working. He's, he's like, a, hired by governments and police forces and stuff to help them, like, plan attacks, and, like, the drug trade and all this stuff. And he gets word that there's this really bad guy that he's been chasing for a long time, and he finds out where he is staying in the jungle with all of his cash. Like, he he's, doesn't trust banks and everything, so this, this drug lord has, like, millions and millions of dollars in cash at this random house. And so he's, like, gets the band back together, and he's like, hey, let's go steal the, like, let's go steal the money from this guy, but, like, kill him. He's, he's bad. Um, he hurts people in the country and everything. Um, let's like bring the band back together or whatever. So it sounds like a really cool concept to me. And, um, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this a little bit to you. You might not remember it from that night. Uh, because I do remember talking about Mark Bowl, who is the writer of this and Catherine Bigelow was going to direct it. Oh um, yeah, that's right. So they had done, um, the Hurt Locker together. Mark Bowl wrote that and she mm-hmm. directed it. And then he wrote Zero Dark Thirty and she directed that. And it's like two great war movies of specifically mm-hmm. about like, PTSD and what it means to be a soldier like afterwards and stuff and uh, kind of around that world and so this is like it, it was shaping up to be a Mark Bull scripted Catherine Bigelow directed movie and then over time the cast changed like wildly Ben Affleck's role was once played by Tom Hanks you haven't seen the movie <laughs> but just imagine right <laughs> what, what world would that crossover yeah. work but as maybe like written differently older you know or something wiser different I don't know um but yeah, so she ended up dropping out. She was like an executive producer, Catherine Bigelow. Um, and the I can't remember the guy who stepped in to direct it right now. 
Um, I feel like it was J.C. Chandor is his name. And he... Oh, Chazé, the guy from NSYNC. I was gonna... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know them well enough, but I was like, I think that's one of the NSYNC guys right too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I forget their names. Um, yeah, so he did uh, a Margin Call, which was uh, an okay, like, uh, stock market movie from 2011. Uh, mm-hmm. All is Lost, um, which is like a boat movie with Robert Redford, and then A Most Violent Year, which I've heard good things about uh, from... That also has Oscar Isaac in it. But, um, and then he okay. did... Uh, Triple Frontier as well. So and he it says he was co screenwriter on it, but but anyway, I'm getting kind of in the weeds on this. Essentially, it's it had a good pre- pedigree. It sounded like it'd be really good, but also was dropped mm-hmm. on Netflix, and you just don't really know with those movies, right? If the Netflix movies mm-hmm. are going to pan out, or if they're going to be like they were dropped here because they're shit, or if it's yeah. like things just went wrong over scheduling for years, and this is who picked it up, and it's going to be great. And it unfortunately it wasn't horrible, but it it was very it was like wildly uneven. Um, it's one of those movies, the only thing I can say great for it is that if you do like the concept of that, um, which I think does sound cool still, um, and you watch the trailer, the trailer doesn't give the whole movie away. Um, it really, the trailer is mostly taken from the first, like, hour or 45 minutes of the movie, and then they go, like, a wildly different way, which is pretty fun. Um, not, like, twist, really, but, like, just, mm-hmm. they just don't show you everything, and the story, like, you know, goes its own way. Um, so that was cool, but... But then when that happens and you had watched the trailer and then you see it and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess. But, like, I expected a whole lot of different things because the trailer showed me all the stuff. I figured that was representative of the whole movie. So it's, like, mm-hmm. a, a you know, good and bad. Um, and just overall, like, when we watched it, it was just kind of, like, okay. Like, it uh, yeah. it it wasn't nearly as good as, like, Zero Dark Thirty or, or The Hurt Locker are. Um, even if people don't like them, like, in terms of, like, quality, I would say, you know? And uh, yeah. so just wasn't quite there even though they're all like really good actors they had a lot of issues with characters setting up a character a certain way and then like a few scenes later they make wildly inaccurate decisions for that character and then there's like (laughs) no juxtaposition at all there's no like change that makes sense of why they're doing that um there's no real like like there things happen but it's like yeah but he wouldn't react that way at all and then they're just like they just run with that and that that's like the catalyst for the next thing or whatever so um that kind of those poor character decisions kind of move the plot along, which is really unfortunate. So, um, yeah, it's one of those I watched, like, we watched, like, two or three weeks ago, and I've even mostly forgotten it now, mm-hmm. um, when it should have been, like, pretty cool. And it just was kind of mediocre at best and forgettable, yeah. you know, so, yeah. Did so, But you stuck through the, the whole thing. Was there any point where you were like, I'm going to abandon this? Or were you just like... <laughs> I'm, like were you, yeah. were you in it enough to where you were like I'll I'll see it through? Yeah, and you know I'm I'm pretty easy to, to turn things off, and if we don't really if we're not digging them right in that moment or whatever, and this one wasn't really like we wanted to turn it off ever. I don't think we both were like definitely like in the middle. We both were like started talking during it and been like, what is like what is this about? Like why is he doing that? Like voicing mm-hmm. our like disapproval of the movie, but we both kept going with it. Like there was no point to really stop. Like we felt. Um, but then it kept being like it was almost like one of those like well it's gonna get better or like this will happen that would be cool and yeah. the longer it goes on it's just like their characters make really poor decisions that make no sense for their what you set up in the first half for their characters but okay and now we're in yeah. this movie and it ends and it's like oh that was okay that's done I guess so <laughs> so yeah it just wasn't that exciting um, and I, I still like I'm, I keep mentioning it but that that concept is really cool to me like Former 
like soldiers who aren't getting paid what they should as being like veterans of our country, uh, not mm-hmm. not being taken care of basically, and they are like, let's use our services to go rid like some South American country of a, I think it was like Brazil, uh, some South American country of of a drug lord, and also get like millions of dollars in return. I'm like, that sounds like a great movie, and man, yeah. did they fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> You know what would have helped you remember that it is Brazil, Big Arms Jesus. I know, and you that's gotta the have thing. That, you got to have that shot. <laughs> I got to have that shot. I don't think they did a single time, but I feel like they mentioned mm-hmm. Brazil a, a few times now. But again, forgettable. Mm-hmm. And without it, though, that's the thing. That That's the marker people know. Uh, there's just a shot like of the like a, there's like a helicopter shot, like panning through the, the treetops. And then in the background, you hear lifted audio from uh, Fast Five. <laughs> this is Brazil. Yeah. They're like, does that work? <laughs> they should just show like some of the cutscenes from Fast and Furious, like the like any like, any of the twelve that they showed of, of Big Arms Jesus. Just put one of those in mm-hmm. here, and we'd be like, that's fine. They're in the jungle, yeah. and then they're in the city. Whatever, doesn't matter. Big Arms Jesus is what? there. <laughs> what if like an hour and fifteen minutes into this movie, it was just like the full. Fast Five movie. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I guess this is happening now. All right. I'd be like, you know, like an hour in, I was like, not really sure about it, but then it really picked up for like two hours. <laughs> and then it came back, and I just didn't really want to finish out that fourth hour. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to go back and take an opportunity to um, dive into something I said okay. um, uh, earlier. So when I was young, I, I don't know, like seven, eight, something like that. I was in the, in the car with my mom and we were driving somewhere and I said, mom, what's a condom? (laughs) And she was like, oh, wow. I like, after the fact, I remember her telling me this later on. She's like, I was not ready for this, but I always said, you know, if, if my son was ready to know i would tell him so i got the full like sex talk in like, like in a car yeah in the car and she was like on the well, way to jc penny uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look they were having a sale okay we're gonna take advantage so um yeah i got i i, I heard about uh the act of mating mm. and um you know it, it, you know it's a, a parent explaining this to their child it's not yeah. like full-on like detailed explanations but you know like the the gist of it and uh you know what goes in what to make an, a, another thing and sure. uh where that thing comes from <laughs> and uh so as she's explaining this to me and it's like 15 20 minutes something like that you know i'm sitting there and i'm like no the things you live in and she was like <laughs> oh a condominium <laughs> But how do you live in this big plastic <laughs> bubble sheath that you keep talking about? Does the rubber not suffocate you? Like, what? what? Um, so, yeah, that's how... Oh, my God. That's how young Brent learned about uh, Whoopi. Oh, man, that's and excellent. Goldberg. I got to tell you, I have a few branches off of this conversation that I got to hit on. Mm. Number one, oh, okay. can you and I write a metal song called on the way to jc penny that's all about the birds and the bees uh yes yeah yes, all right can. cool 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 uh and then uh 
also, uh, my my story. This is a good. I think this is a good conversation starter. By the way, that's what we're going to do partially with the ladies. We're going to try to ask some some fun questions, desert mm-hmm. island type questions. And this is a good one. Like, how did you first find out? I think is is fun. But mine yeah. was uh, specifically related. I'm not sure exactly which show, but specifically related to like the after school special type shows of like oh, any of yeah. the episodes of the main shows that like we grew up with. So it was either like. Full House or Boy Meets World or something like that. And there was an episode and they would always approach it where the kids would ask something and the adults would get really weird and funny and they would try to change the subject. And I had watched an episode like that and I was in the kitchen going to go out and play with friends and I mentioned it to my mom like I wasn't wanting to talk and I, but I knew about – like there was something there to talk. Like I knew enough about it. I was probably like 9 or 10. And, yeah. and I was like um, – if I asked you that, w- wouldn't you react the same way as these people on the show? And I kind of laughed and she was like, no, if you mm-hmm. want to know about it, we can. And I remember like holding the door to our garage to like walk outside to play with my friends and be like, do I want to go play or do I want to learn about this? And I was like, well, I think we're here now. And so we just went ahead and had that conversation. But like <laughs> I wasn't even meaning for it to happen, right? It was just like yeah. playing off of TV and they spurred the conversation. So thank you. Full house. Pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> pop culture. Yeah. Thank you, pop culture. Um, but also, this is totally random because uh, Amanda's nephew, uh, she has a, a bunch of nephews from her brother, and uh, they're all amazing. And then I think that the oldest one is maybe six or seven. I'm really bad with ages and keeping up with that. But uh, the middle one uh, yesterday asked about his testicles. <laughs> and have you seen he's them? He's like, he's like, I think he's like four, maybe. And he, uh, he like was just like, what are these? And they've talked about stuff like Kate, uh, their mom is very open and like very good mom. And, and she wants to like give them the info that they request and whatever helped them. And, uh, so they had like talked about stuff before, but it started with that. And then, so she was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And I was, and then it ended up like roping in the, the older kid. And then even the younger, they have like a younger one who doesn't probably understand much of that at all. But, um, he even came over and it went into like where babies come from and like, how like how they I think she had a C-section so like how they got them out of like her belly and stuff and all mm-hmm. that stuff she was trying to explain it as best she could and uh, Amanda and I have been talking about the lack of kids that we have and how we don't really want them and if that's really like our future and stuff and that again just like solidified it for me I was just like you have to be prepared for this at all times <laughs> like your mom you said that like she was like I've always said I would be honest if you asked me <laughs> yeah. but you don't know where the yeah. fuck you're gonna be or when this random ass question is gonna come out and you yeah. just have to be the yeah. good parent and explain that shit mm-hmm. and it might take yeah. like hours it could be like whatever like mine was it was like okay let's just derail dinner and go do this or whatever you know because yeah. they mentioned it and you don't want to you don't want to not talk about it so man I just yeah. that, that is a lot to prepare for as a parent mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that I want that responsibility well, this is exactly why you and I have chosen to <laughs> remain barren. Uh, both of us uh, have emptied our wombs, and uh, yep. we're like, no, we don't want babies. We are good. So, I'm. That's that's what I got from the sex talk is that I carry a child. It's like seahorses. You are yeah, a male it's like seahorses. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know how I grew up is yeah. <laughs> seahorses and adult human men are the same. That's physiologically, yeah. basically. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, right. and we don't want to do that, Brent and I. Yeah. If I'm yeah, I haven't seen yeah. Aquaman, but I'm pretty sure that it gets brought up in that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be sure. amazing if that's like where they went with that movie? Like, everybody just talked about how like 
goofy and bright it is and stuff. And it's like, what if they were like, yeah, but that scene where Aquaman takes the baby and and holds it for nine months? That was crazy. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be interesting. That'd be a twist that I would. That I'd be like, DC's doing something interesting over there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I think I'm on board. <laughs> I now. think this is the first one that makes sense. <laughs> He's got an orange shirt. His belly's sticking out. It's great. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, randomly, uh, there's some sex talk for the audience. Um, but I think it's important that it's addressed. You know. Yeah. We, it, we like there, there's no better opportunity to to bring this up. Yeah, <laughs> then that specific <laughs> scenario coming <laughs> coming to light. So, and I'm going to say to when it needed to any of our listeners who do need to know about that, Brent and I are not going to walk you through the birds and the bees, but I'm sure there's many YouTube and you porn videos that will help you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just Definitely. search those interchangeably. You'll find what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't ask for a parent's permission. Just do it. Just do it. Um, yeah, preferably on your parents' like work computer, yeah, if possible. AOL, if if possible, that's how I believe. Oh, I learned. yeah, dial up. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Dial up. Hey, you know what? Uh, feel free to just dip in and out of some chat rooms. You know, <laughs> ASL. Um. <laughs> like I just had like a. Uh, Pavlovian response to that, like it's just, it just seems like so so creepy now. It does be like, yeah, age, sex, location. Mm. What the fuck? No, wait, wait no, no. hell no, <laughs> no, fuck no. It does sound um, super creepy now. Yeah, I like it. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Um, so let's talk about. Um, I, I watched some documentaries recently. Awesome. I'm, I'm gonna do a a, a quick uh, dip into some. Um, so I watched Perfect Bid, the contestant who knew too much. I watched yeah. it on Hulu. It's also streaming on Netflix okay. currently. Um, have you heard about this? I have seen it. Documentary? You have? I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't care for this Neither one. Neither did we. Oh, okay. Good. Good. It's really quick um, though, right? It's like 45 minutes or something. No, I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes, something like that. Maybe we fast forwarded through it. I'm not sure. It could be. <laughs> Um, so like when I watched the initial trailer for it and I watched the trailer for it like three, four months, like before I actually watched the documentary, mm-hmm. um, I was under the understanding that, and, and, and for the, the listeners who don't know, this has to do with the, the prices, right? And the, I was under the impression that it was going to focus on a contestant who was like a, an Uber fan of the show, um, which he was, was the one who like got on the show and ended up quote-unquote scamming the show because he just paid way too much attention to it and he won the showcase or whatever mm-hmm. two show whatever the case he like won more than he should have because he was yeah like a, a massive like studying fan of it um and that's not really the case it's like he is a, a massive fan and he did study the show he makes spreadsheets he made his own like game mm-hmm. to like quiz himself on it and he goes on the show like it took him a long time before he was on the show he eventually gets on it and he like he doesn't even like get to the showcase. Like he, he wants yeah. like a little bit of something, not, not anything like too crazy, not, not a car or anything. But, um, I think he was only on it, like on the actual show itself once like, as a contestant. Yeah. I can't remember but that. Then the rest of, maybe it's like twice. I don't, I don't know, but he was definitely in the audience many yeah. times. Like that was his like annual vacation as he would go to California and go to a taping. And like the, the movie is actually, like it takes a long time to get there. Like half the movie is spent like getting him into mm. the place where 
the like the controversy steps in maybe longer but it's him like being in the audience yelling the correct like bids mm-hmm. to like the contestants that are up on the front row and eventually like this person who like got through the showcase um ended up like getting the number like on the dot i think mm-hmm. But it was because this other guy, like the the guy we've been following for the whole episode or the whole movie, like yells out the number just because yeah. he's like done the math in his brain. So the controversy stems from him. Like, I, I guess nobody had got like a the the score right on the money before, mm-hmm. and that's where the controversy comes from. But it's kind of like lackluster. There's no like, not really a lawsuit or anything mm-hmm. like that. There was like they were, they questioned a little bit like how he got the information. But yeah. I, from what I gathered from the movie, he just like, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. You know, he, he won. He studied. They, they let yeah. him have the prizes or whatever. So yeah, it's not really a big deal. What, what did you think of it? Yeah. So, uh, we watched it a, a while ago, so I don't remember a mm-hmm. ton about it, but, um, we love like the prices, right. And those kind of game shows and stuff that seemed fun. Like mm-hmm. someone that like scammed them a little bit, figured out their system or whatever. Um, but I don't remember coming away with like a good view of that guy. Like, um, right. I don't, I wouldn't say that I don't like him or that like he's an awful person. I just, there wasn't like, he seemed like kind of arrogant, I feel, I guess. Um, yeah. and just didn't come off well from it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what the, at the end of it, we watched it. It was like a random like Sunday or whatever we put it on. And both the man and I at the end of it were just like, like, okay. Like, we'll never watch that again. I think that's why yeah. I never mentioned it, because I was just like, it's not even, like, that great. It, like, really. it, especially for the yeah. premise, it should be something I would love. And, um, yeah, I don't remember a ton, necessarily. I, I I remember, like, they had some weird controversy stuff, but I was, I feel like I was on the, more of the side of the prices, Right. Like, I was like, just let everyone play <laughs> a game. Why can't we just all just play a game? You know, like, <laughs> you have to take it all serious. Make all these yeah. questions. Like, I don't understand or whatever. So, yeah, I just didn't... Uh, I just remember not really caring for him, and he's kind of the protagonist of it. And I was like, if you don't really care for the the main character or the documentary, then like it's not going to like sit well with you at all, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I think for a documentary in particular, like the main subject is super important. Yeah, almost more so than a like a movie with actors because they're like peripheral actors and characters that you might glom onto versus you know yeah. maybe you don't like the the protagonist, but the antagonist could be good or, um, you know, whatever. But sure. this is just like, I, I did not care about yeah. <laughs> this stuff. That's so know. funny. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I also watched a documentary called Obey Giant. Uh, this okay. is a Hulu documentary on um, Shepard Ferry, mm-hmm. uh, who is a um, like a graphic designer and an, uh, kind of a, a street artist. Um, he designed both the Obey sticker that's like yep. Andre the Giant's like eyes or whatever that you'll see kind of posted up here and there. Um, you can find it on the inter- internet. It's a, a pretty popular like sticker that's out there um, and a piece of art. Um, he also did the Obama Hope poster. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And um, he has some really cool like artwork and like designs that you see like watching this movie. And this one I thought was like, okay. It was kind of mm-hmm. mid-road okay. for me. Um, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but it was just like, okay, I saw that, you know, yeah. ready to, to move on. Um, it is kind of interesting to, um, hear his like backstory and where his like artistic influence comes from. And then there's, um, controversy about the Obama hope piece. 
um, in the latter half of the movie that really kind of focuses on that. Um, and uh, like where he got the 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 artwork from or mm. uh, the the inspiration from for that. Like, did he plagiarize somebody's photo? Did he not? Uh, but overall, I thought it was a, a, a decent documentary. Cool. Um, I'm glad I watched it. All right. And then for my final documentary yeah. that I want to discuss <laughs> on this, I came across something on Netflix called Behind the Curve. Okay. And I feel like I've heard of that. It, it is a documentary about flat earthers. Oh my God. Okay. What? <laughs> I'm angry already. <laughs> so I started this documentary it, it, and that seems like it's interesting to me because, uh-huh. you know, a couple of years back I laid into rapper B.O.B. for uh, trying to posit that there was a flat mm-hmm. earth and everything. So I'm like, I, I got to watch this. This has got to be like kooky <laughs> as shit. So I start this movie on Netflix and I have this production company logo pop up. I've never fucking seen before. And to me, I'm like, uh Oh, is this, flat earth propaganda yeah like am i going to be indoctrinated into this spoilers no oh, um, yeah. it, <laughs> it is a reasonable uh, documentary okay. and uh i i really liked it um you do get to see like some of these flat earther like conspiracy theorists like they they really focused on a few of them mm-hmm. and it's funny like halfway through some of these conspiracy uh, theorists like they end up going after each other and they accuse each other of being <laughs> like in a conspiracy, like separate from it. Amazing. And it's, but it doesn't occur to them like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. Like there's, they, they don't have self, self-awareness enough to be like, Oh yeah, I'm just, they're making up shit. So I'm, I guess I'm making, I'm making up shit, shit about yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah I guess, oh, okay. Like the mirror is being held up to me and I'm recognizing my own reflection. No, <clears throat> that doesn't happen. They're just fully, deep in it uh, and um and they they do like kind of make fun of them uh quite a bit um not in like a, a mean way but it's just like you you can kind of see the the movie doesn't itself make fun of them but it's just like how do you contort yourself into like believing mm-hmm. all the shit and just about the time where i'm just like oh these guys are just fucking looney tunes like from the get-go there's a seminar being held by scientists, I think through NASA or maybe some like adjacent like space focused like scientific research company. And they have like a, a gathering at like a, a bar and um, uh, one of the scientists like they're, they're there to talk about flat earthers and um, w- like one of them like kind of roast them a little bit or whatever. The uh, the flat earthers, not that anyone from the flat earth society is there, but you know, uh, just kind yeah. of in general, like kind of having fun about it. Then one scientist gets up and he's just like, uh, he's a younger dude. And I was expecting to him, him to have like material ready to go, but he's just like, you know what? These people have, they're, they're, they've kind of created their own little society because they're outcasts and they, nobody's listened to them before. So they kind of build this own, their own echo chamber where they kind of repeat their theories and build off that because they've been shunned and us who grew up in like science and being kind of geeky, we had that too. We just took it in a different direction. So he ends up having a lot of like sympathy for him. I was like, Oh fuck. That is the adult way to handle this. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't (laughs) don't want it to be, but also (laughs) they're flat earthers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny too, because, uh, throughout the documentary, there's also, um, 
<laughs> there's this one guy who's like, you know what? I'm going to test some theories. I've got some theories of my own on this. And I'm going to set up these scientific methods. And if, if the Earth is really round, it'll come back like this. But I really don't think it is. Steven, <laughs> everything he tries <laughs> comes back to prove <laughs> that the Earth is round. <laughs> And even going so far, uh, I don't want to spoil this for you because I think you, you would probably like this documentary. Okay. Um, there's something that happens at the end where, like, just bef- like it's the end of the movie. Uh, you can see the little, like, timer on Netflix. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's getting towards the end of it. Like, the last thing is something that just, like, fully shits on a flat earth theory yeah. and then just cuts immediately to credits. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit, this was incredible. <laughs> So, yeah, so behind the curve on Netflix, check it out. As you thought, like going into it, I don't know if they kind of like immediately disprove some, some things like that, but I kind of like the idea of them doing a flat earth propaganda looking piece that flips on its head and is actually like, oh, by the way, you guys are all fucking stupid. End with this. Here's how the earth is round credits, you know, where it's kind of sucked (laughs) them in. Like that's the goal of it. I'm, I'm approving of a documentary of that nature. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That might make me angry just watching that. Um, it it does, but the the part where the the scientist like brings in sympathy hits like that's at almost the exact right moment. Yeah, where you're it, you're you calm down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of those groups that to me I, I it's like a weird thing in our society now where I feel like um, why would I even want to respond to that kind of stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Why would I want to interact with people that, that like argue that and be like, argue against them? It's just, I just want to like, be like, no, you're fucking stupid. Let's move on. We have, we have real issues to deal with outside mm-hmm. of this bullshit. But then that's how there's the- something called Batmanium. <laughs> we need to solve this and get rid of it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's oh stupid. Oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. The hard hitting pieces we need to all be discussing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh, it's like one of those things though, too, like you, you have to though, because they're getting bigger. Like that movement has grown way bigger than I ever expected it to be. Like it felt like something I didn't <laughs> expect in my lifetime at all to yeah. like hearing a little bit about it. And then it was blowing up on like YouTube and hearing about like how it's been like propagated everywhere. And it's just like, mm-hmm. how do they have this many people believing this shit? Um, mm-hmm. And there was one, I don't remember who it was or some like, I think it was like a football player who's who like got into that a little bit. Yeah. And then uh-huh. he came out a little bit later and he was like, YouTube like just kept showing me videos of this nature and like not just flat earth, but like things related to that, um, like untrue scientific, like anti-vax things, whatever. And they were like, they just kept showing me all these videos. And like, he's like, eventually you just, that's all you see on YouTube. And you're like, this has got to be true. Like, look how many people are saying this around you. But really it's like just the algorithm just keeps showing you the same shit, like over and over again, the same like stuff. That's like an echo chamber, you know? And he was like, man, I just like got really into that like I, that idea and then like had to take a step back and be like, whoa, this isn't quite right or whatever. Um, yeah. But it's such a weird thing. I just don't even want to respond to, but then it's like, we fucking have to. It's so annoying. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's really setting back progress by quite a bit. Yeah. Because you have to stop. Because like, like you were just saying, like there's so many videos of yeah. people out there with different theories about the earth being flat and here's this, 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 here's quote unquote evidence for it. Um, but then, like, for scientists, like, you could really just have, like, a, a, a title card, white lettering on a black screen that says, is the Earth flat? And then you cut to a shot of a scientist 
who has a newspaper in front of his face, yeah. pulls it down, says no, yeah. puts it back up, and then that's it. Like, that, I mean, that's like you don't have to prove the Earth is round. Like we're we're already there. Yeah. Like we are. We've known that for a that, long time. Know? Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. really weird thing to have to fight. Um, in this day and age, whatever. I never, never expected that as a child. Like, out of all the things that, like, could have crossed my little mind growing up that I might have to deal with as an adult, um, I thought that was pretty well established in third grade when I, you know, whatever grade, when I learned about that, like, there was no, there's no, like, fighting that. The earth is round. Mm-hmm. And damn, if we are not here, though. Wow, yeah. we are doomed. Okay, <laughs> this took a this got dark on my on me real fast. Oh, do you remember back in? <laughs> let's go back to uh, I don't know the early the early aughts, the early two thousands, okay. where uh, we could all agree the Earth was round and Nazis were bad. Um, and here we are, <laughs> yeah. twenty nineteen. What happened? Oh boy, man, those frosted tips. Oh yeah, That's bled what it into is. our brains. It, it leaked right in. Shit. Thanks, Eminem. Yeah, fucking a. <laughs> What if they found out and, like, Eminem became, like, a huge, like, he was, like, the downfall of Western civilization, and he was written about in books, <laughs> and, and all his critics, all, like, the, the moms who don't like cussing or rap or whatever are like, see, we told you, bad influence, bad influence on Eminem. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, I watched a, Amanda and I watched a 90s, I think it's 95, uh, crime thriller, because we've been really into crime thrillers lately. Um, so we watched this movie okay. called Copycat with Sigourney Weaver. Um, you ever heard of that one before? No. No, when is... Is it a newer movie? No, it's from, it's from I think, 95. And 95. it okay. has... Um, let's see. It has Dur- Dermot Mulroney. It's always hard to say. Um, <laughs> what, what, is, what is his parents doing naming him right? that? Right. It's so hard. I... I, I Every time, like, it's stuck in my head a little bit, whatever. Um, That's not a name. But, uh, yeah, it's got him. It's got Holly Hunter. um, It's got Harry Connick Jr. uh, as the serial killer in it. That was kind of interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, it's it's about a woman who is a, um, like, criminologist, uh, like a forensic. um, She, like, writes books and stuff and uh, does, like, serial killer, like, profiles and stuff. Yep. In the 90s. So it's still even like, I think then kind of relatively new field. Um, and she was writing about this guy um, who was a serial killer and she wrote a book and then she did like a speaking tour about it. And when she's in the bathroom um, at the event, she's being like protected by police and stuff because she writes about these serial killers. And um, he has broken out of jail and come to kill her. And so he almost kills her in the bathroom and he kills like a bunch of cops and stuff in front of her um it's actually pretty gruesome he like wraps like a a metal like rope around her neck and lifts her up above the toilet um he like wraps it over some pipes Wait, was and she stuff. pooping she, <laughs> just imagine like there's some things you just don't do okay <laughs> she had just gotten in there and i think was you know calming herself down or about to do her business uh be- before that 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 would have been really awkward um yeah. and uh yeah and so he he kind of terrorizes her, and so she becomes like a shut-in. She like can't, like literally can't leave her house. Um, she's so scared um, to go out in the world again. And he gets caught and goes back to jail and stuff, but she like doesn't trust it. But she's still trying to to do this stuff. So then there's a uh, a serial killer that comes out like a number of years later, and the cops are trying to figure out his mo, and they end up finding her 
um, to help them out. But she's like, so it's like partly like she's a shut in. There's a guy, that, a new serial killer, but his thing is kind of cool. It's, um, I don't know how cool it's a serial killer, but he's a copycat murderer. So he murders people not of his own MO, but he copies like famous serial killers. So like he'll do some, some things that are like the Zodiac killer, like the way that he okay. killed people. Like he'll even like stage the bodies that way. Or whatever, and so they're like, it's hard for them to find him because he is elusive because he doesn't have his own mo. He's just copying other ones. So um, she's trying to help the cops. Holly Hunter and Dermot Mulroney are both cops um, in it, and then you know it's kind of a, a cat and mouse game, a copycat, yeah, game of mouse, game oh of my mouse. God. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so I I'd heard about this. This is. Uh, one of the very first R-rated movies that I remember from my childhood that I was not allowed to watch, that I really, really yeah. wanted to watch. Um, and I'm glad because I don't think, it's pretty adult. Um, so as a kid, like I was 10 years old when this came out. Uh, but Danny, my brother, who I talk about a lot in here, um, had loved that movie. And I just remember like we never talked about it again. And then it showed up, on, it's on Hulu or Netflix something right now. Um, so I was able to watch it. And I was like, hey, like I've never, I had kind of forgotten about it. Um, so I wanted to go back and watch it. So, uh, it was good. Um, I would say that I wish I would have seen it in the nineties. It is a very nineties feel and a, and a great mm-hmm. way though. Sigourney Weaver is always great. I, uh, I love Holly Hunter and I loved, uh, what, now I can't say, I can't say his name by itself, by the way, Dermot. I, I was like, is it an L or an R? Dolmet? Dermot. No. <laughs> Dermot. I love Dermot Mulroney. He's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it felt kind of dated now a little bit. They have a lot of like computer stuff with it that's really really goofy. Um, <laughs> that's, it's like watching We're all <laughs> floppy disks. <laughs> it's like watching the net. Um, I don't know if you've tried to see that with Sandra Bull. I tried to watch that in the last few years. It is hard to watch. Is it? It's because it's so accurate. It's so bad. It's like so. Uh, the internet back in the day, man, was hard to navigate. That's that's for fucking sure. Um, but yeah, they do a lot of like fun goofy uh like trying to think uh like email things or whatever you know he sends her like these like moving i would we we call them a gif now i guess but like these moving things whatever um but yeah it was uh it was okay um i thought it was pretty good it has a 76 percent rotten tomatoes that's pretty Mm -hmm. pretty accurate for it uh but i would recommend it if you like you know sort of like serial killer um type movies or whatever crime crime thrillers and stuff like that uh it was it was pretty good Okay, well, good. And you said it's on Hulu currently? I think, yeah, it was like uh, one of those. I'll look it up real quick. But uh, yeah, and that's where I, I just kind of found it. Uh, and I was like, yeah. man, I, I've always thought about that. And I never got to watch that. And it was like one of my a weird childhood memory that I was like, yeah, I really need to see that. It's on Netflix. Netflix, so. okay, okay. So is Copycat, is it rated R because of nudity? Or is it just language and like violence? It's the, the poop strangling. It's oh, the poop strangling, I think, no, is what really threw what? over the it edge. It all comes back to the poop strangling. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't remember. I feel like there's, it's kind of an adult movie overall. I feel like there are, there's like a sex scene or something where there's some sort of nudity, maybe even when he's like killing someone. I can't remember right now. I think it's mostly just like violence and like overall like adult themes. Because um, it's not necessarily, it's kind of a 90s, right? It doesn't like, it's not like really like gory necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's all just kind of like stylized serial killer violence and stuff overall so oh, okay. i felt yeah. it was it was warranted though um and probably better i mean i watched a lot of shit when i was a kid but 
Most of the shit I watched was like, um, I don't know. This is like meant for an adult. It's more of an adult story. I, I think I would have been bored as I, when I was a kid, maybe. Yeah. That, okay. That's more than anything. It's rated R for boredom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so I've got one final thing. I know that you and I have uh, something that we're going to, uh, to tag team on uh, oh. later in the episode. Oh, yeah. but I've got okay. one, one final thing for me that I sure. want to discuss. Okay. Steven, are you familiar with the work of actor Jim Starling? Hmm. Have you heard of Jim Starling hmm. before? I'm not sure. Okay. So I watched something and uh, it had Jim Starling in it. He is a kind of a wash up, a washed up actor. Um, he had a, a hit series back in the day, but um, you know, as as you kind of see in like pop culture, sometimes people have. Uh, hits in their careers early on, and then they are relegated to making appearances at, you know, different events, you know, signing autographs, things of that nature, different Comic-Con appearances and whatnot. Uh, Jim is, I don't know if struggling actor is, is the right word, but he's, he hasn't been in anything in a while, and he's, um, you know, opening furniture stores here and there, uh, signing autographs at those appearances and whatnot. Um, he was in a major superhero property, early on in his life and it turns out that um there's currently going to be in production a reboot of his franchise and he catches wind of it it's a, a major studio is going to uh, reboot his his um his character and he thinks oh well I'll, I'll certainly be a part of this you know i'm i'm the i am that character right mm -hmm. so he confronts the head of the movie studio and he's got this like this director that's working on it that is um uh, this director alistair uh borswan is going to reboot the franchise but he's going to make it dark it's, it's almost like a like a dark knight version of this character okay. and that's not really in in keeping with with the theme of it from back in the day um so on top of that, the the studio executive's like nephew has decided he's going to take over the production, and he wants to add these like musical numbers to it. So it's like already way off tone, but now the off tone version of this is going to be further off tone by adding uh, uh, musical elements to it. So it's just going to end up being a disaster. So Jim teams up with one of his fans to um to kind of help stop production on this so they can like go back and, and do it properly. So the fan confronts the, the current actor that's gonna play this uh, updated, rebooted character, and he finds out, oh, this guy, he grew up, he was a fan of that character, mm -hmm. and he's getting the opportunity to take on this updated mantle and treat it with the respect it deserves, and they're not quite there on it, but it's something that he's working toward. Okay. So, Poor Jim, you know, he gets caught up in this, this studio um, shenanigans mm -hmm. and uh, he, he tries to sabotage production. And during this time, he ends up like uh, taking the, the new actor and trapping them in a closet and, and uh, locking them wow. up and everything. And he goes to the set and he's trying to take the place of the new actor and he ends up like destroying the set things catch on fire and whatnot and it takes the new actor to confront the old actor and they have a, a showdown 
Some say for the ages, I do. Um, and they have a battle royale, and there can only be one one true character remaining. And uh, at the end of things, old Jim is he's uh, he's changed going forward. Um, and it's did, did I tell you what the name of this is? No, you haven't. Oh, um, it's an episode of DuckTales <laughs> by the name of The Duck Knight Returns. Stephen, this episode focuses on Darkwing Duck. Oh, my God. It is the most recent episode as of this recording, and I fucking loved awesome. this episode. Like, I'm not current on DuckTales. Like, my wife and I have watched, like, the first eight episodes of the reboot. Yep. And we liked it. We just haven't caught up on it. But I heard about this episode, and I was like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Steven, I like this episode so much that not only did I watch it for free on the Disney Now app, mm-hmm. I bought this episode by itself on iTunes. That's awesome. And I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jim Starling is voiced by Jim Cummings, who is the original Darkwing Duck voice actor. Mm-hmm. And he reprises his role as a, as a Jim Starling, who in this uh, reboot of the DuckTales franchise... He was a, um, he was like, he, he's kind of like Adam West played mm-hmm. Batman in this universe, right? So mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck exists in the DuckTales universe, the rebooted one, but as a TV show that, that Launchpad McQuack watched okay. and he grew up with. So it's like he watched the 66 Batman series. Okay. So uh, Jim Starling uh, played Darkwing Duck and he hears about the reboot. He finds out that Scrooge McDuck's, uh, or Scrooge McDuck owns a movie studio he's rebooting the film franchise and it's funny in the episode uh, scrooge is like i have no interest in in making movies the only reason i started making movies is to make um it was like safety videos for his company or whatever <laughs> so, yeah, naturally so, so he bought like a major <laughs> film uh, studio um but the thing is that uh, alistair borswan is a english director in this episode and um He's the one that's making the the Dark Knight-esque version of the Darkwing Duck reboot mm-hmm. uh, called just Darkwing. And oh, uh, nice. it's uh, Alistair Borswan is voiced by none other than Edgar Wright. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew I had it's heard about Edgar this Wright. episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I had heard about this episode uh, coming out. And I think it was through, I follow Edgar Wright on Twitter. I think that was, that was how. That's pretty oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't can't tell you <laughs> how much joy. Like the when I first started watching the episode, I was like, "Wait, what?" So he's like an actor in this, and like, yeah, that's kind of weird. A portion of this, like the first half of it, is like, mm, "This is gonna take some winning me over for sure." But man, by the time I got to the end of it, like the end of the episode itself is good, and then there's not like a mid or post credit scene, but like the very end of the episode, mm-hmm. like the last minute. The yeah. way they 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 <laughs> they do something with uh, Jim Cummings. Um, version of uh, of Darkwing Duck. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! You look so excited. Incredible. That's amazing. Incredible. Uh, awards. Yeah. Award season. What What are you doing? Are they Just get on it? Emmys. Daytime Emmys. <laughs> Night Emmys. Oscars. Tony Awards. You know. Bring it all. Animated Tonys. Yep. You get it. He got and then some. Um. Are they going to bring him back as a uh, Darkwing Duck as a character on that show, or is this like a one-time thing? So so far, as it stands, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate you watching this 
<laughs> so I no, just... I I saw at least part of the first episode, and I I, I used to watch Ducktales, so I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. I just haven't really gotten into the new one. Oh, okay. Uh, tell you what, I'll I'm gonna hold off. <laughs> okay. On on saying where this goes. Okay. Um, and I'll I'll, it, I'll I'll mention it maybe on the next episode. We can get into it. Okay. Um, if you if you've got time to watch it, and Stephen is 22 minutes. 22 minutes. No worries. Yeah. Can fit that that's, in. That's like half a poop session. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your bags are your bags. Your legs are barely numb at yep. this point. Try okay? a, try a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like I said, it's on the Disney Now app, which is free. You do have to have a like a cable provider mm. login or whatever. But uh, okay, yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, super easy to get in there. Um, but man, holy shit! I hope they revisit this. They do leave it in a, a place where. Uh, this could certainly be revisited, and uh-huh. uh, I'm all in. All in. Are you wanting them to make this Darkwing movie now? Because that sounds pretty cool. I don't want that version of the Darkwing movie, and that's what they make fun of. Okay. Uh, but I do want to see where the updated reboot within DuckTales itself goes. Yeah. Um, because uh, I will tell you that at the end of this episode, there is a Darkwing Duck in this universe now. Nice. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to throw that out there, a little tease, make you want to watch it. A little it. tease. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's great. Like, I texted, um, after I watched it, I, I texted um, DC Hopkins, who is uh, or David Hopkins over at uh, mm-hmm. Ear International. Um, he and I are both massive Darkwing Duck fans, and he got to letter some Darkwing Duck books um, in the, the most recent comic uh. series. And uh, I texted him, like, have you seen the latest episode of DuckTales? I don't know if he's watched it yet uh-huh. or not, but... Man, I you're like I need to talk about it. Thrilled to see this. I, yes, <laughs> this is incredible. This this is like whenever you suggested doing you know a pop culture catch up for this mm-hmm. episode, I was like, yep, yep, got my first thing. <laughs> Absolutely, must discuss. You got your main one. That's the the main topic. Everything else hovers around it on good. the flat Earth we call oh, Earth. That's right. <laughs> Maybe it's not flat, and it's not round. Maybe. It's shaped like a duck bill. Could be. So it's roundish, mm-hmm. but not like a globe. Did you ever think yeah, about that, scooped. Brent? Scooped. Scooped. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're all living on a giant, you know, like the Mighty Ducks duck hockey quack, mask? Quack, yeah. Maybe we're mm-hmm. living on that. Oh, yeah. That, very well possible. I'm just saying yeah. it could could happen. I'll have to bring this up to uh, the church elders at the duck church and yep. uh, see what That's they right. think. We should. Yeah. We should get the church to start producing uh, videos for YouTube. We need to get the <laughs> science out there. <laughs> Hello there. Quack, quack. Have you heard about her? <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Totally. Um, yeah, so that sounds pretty rad. I would actually uh, love to watch that. I, I, I think I mentioned before when you get excited about Darkwing Duck specifically, um, but the, the DuckTales and stuff. Like I liked that stuff when I was a kid, but I never really like kept up with it. And uh, so I'd be curious to to see this. And I like the new voice cast for the new DuckTales. So uh, it'd be fun, kind of fun anyway just to watch that. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just haven't really gotten into it yet. So it sounds it's like almost like one. you've uh, chosen to grow up and uh, move on with your life in adult things. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that. Where's me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but it's not true. I just focused nope. my childhood efforts on other childhood artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that sounds cool though. Uh, so uh, I have, I actually have a bunch of stuff, so I'm going to hold off on a, on a bunch of it, but there's one that I wanted to mention in particular, and then we can okay. get into our, our little mini mega topic. But, uh, 
Amanda and I had started watching this TV show, and then when we we were about halfway through it, it's ten episodes on Netflix. Uh, we were at episode five when we went to visit you guys, and we told you about it. It's called The Society, and yep. uh, again, it's on Netflix. Uh, so The Society, we've we finished it now, and uh, so I have a lot to talk about with uh, about it. But um, essentially, it's a um, kind of a sci-fi, like a light sci-fi, um, like dystopian teen, you know, show or whatever. And I hadn't heard a whole lot about it when it came out. Um, it just came out in May. And essentially, it's like these kids, there's like a town, and there's a weird smell like all over town, and they can't figure it out. So the adults have been like trying to get people to like come take care of the smell and stuff. And it had like gone away and came back. And then the kids in the midst of this, um, they get a, a trip to like Yellowstone or whatever. So they all get packed onto buses overnight to be driven to Yellowstone. And then they get dropped back in the middle of the night, in the middle of town, and the bus driver is like, hey, um, the road was out, like it was washed out, so we just had to bring it back. And the kids are like all groggy, and they'd all been asleep, and they're like, all right, whatever. So they all get, get out in the middle of town in the middle of the night, and obviously there are no adults there and stuff to pick them up. They all kind of just go their own ways, go back home, and slowly start texting each other, realizing there's nobody in town. All of their parents are gone. Um, they're the only ones there, and they have no idea what happens. So in the morning... They go out to like the main, there's like one road out of town and one bridge out of town. And they have been uh, covered in like old forest growth. So it's like they're stuck in this little town with no way out. And they're surrounded on all sides by a forest. And that starts their society uh, of which is named. So it's it's kind of like a a teen show. So it has some teen melodrama in it. Um, But the actors are really good. And... Uh, the show, as it got, as it went on further and further, Amanda and I were just enthralled. It was very um, intriguing. Uh, once we got back, we like finished it right away. Um, you know, after visiting you guys, um, but it was uh, it was really cool. I, I really liked um, overall the show and how it went. Um, I didn't really care for the ending. Amanda didn't didn't mind it, but um, it sets up like a season two, and I thought it was going to be more of a self contained season with like a storyline. Um, and I'm down for that cause I want to see more of it, but, um, it's really interesting to see essentially how these kids try to make it. They're all teenagers who had their own ideas about life and where they were going to go and whatever, and who their friends were and stuff. And all of a sudden they all have to like work together to make a society and make this, make this work. And they all have varying ideas of that. So it goes into like who has guns in the society and who, who can make food and like all this stuff. It, it, it really goes a lot of interesting places. So um, I would highly recommend it. Um, I, I'm only hesitant on uh, the ending of the season that it really kind of sets up a big thing. And it's like, to me, uh, the, my complaint about it wasn't the what happened. It was the um, so much happens in the show that um, like every few episodes, something like really major happens. And so by the end, the, the big end of the season, I was like, well, it wasn't really building towards that the whole season. And it was just like a two episode arc that had like a huge conclusion. And I was like, every two episodes felt like that. So it didn't feel tonally any like bigger (laughs) and it didn't really resolve anything from the first season. Um, So I kind of wanted more to finish it out just in case they don't make it or in case the next season sucks, you know? So uh, that was my only complaint about it. But uh, otherwise we really liked it. Um, I like this type of genre, like this, this type of show in the genre. Um, it has like a uh, some lost aspects to it. Uh, the show um, it's got some like we we joke about Riverdale with it. Um, they even joke about it in the show, which is fun. Um, how they're like not like the Riverdale kids or whatever, but yeah. um, sometimes they're very angsty. 
uh, like the teenagers <laughs> they are. But uh, but yeah, yeah, so we dug it. Uh, when you were here, I remember you telling me that there are points where like big things happen inside the episode and then you check the time on it and you're like, mm-hmm. there's still 20 minutes of this episode yeah, to go. It's ridiculous. That was really fun because they're like an hour long, they're 10 episodes, but they <clears throat> they feel longer. They're, they pack so much into it that sometimes you'd even be like a third of it. Like we'd be like 20 minutes into the show and I'd feel like, God, we've got to be almost over. Like you said, like you check the timestamp or whatever and we'd be like, holy shit, we have like 40 minutes to go. Uh, and there's just so much they can pack in there. So I do applaud that. It, it moves at a brisk pace, but also like they feel each kind of, you know, like a lot of the, the shows in this era, which are nice, they feel like many movies, you know, like production's pretty mm-hmm. good and everything. Um, yeah. And I thought in the beginning, I thought going into it, it was going to be a little more um, teenagery, Riverdale sort of type feeling, whatever. Um, yeah. and they really actually do some pretty adult things with the kids. Like they're all like, you know, seen like juniors and seniors in high school pretty much. So, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they smoke and drink and have sex and whatever, but like they approach those things in like adult ways a lot. And it's interesting to see like, how does that affect the society or whatever? Like they have to like have these like bigger discussions and they can't yeah. just like party all the time, whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see. Um, some of the, the thoughts that go, and sometimes they are not very, um, <laughs> they are not very, uh, shielded from real life that you can tell they're kind of like, um, talking about stuff we're going through in our society now, at least in America, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I think kind of all over the world, um, about like socialism versus, or like social socialism ideas, socialist ideas versus, uh, like cracking down on things and like gun culture. And like, there's so many aspects of it that are very, um, like timely or whatever so that's that's kind of fun yeah so yeah uh, yeah we've we've added that to our queue right since you guys have been here we haven't started watching it mm-hmm. yet but yeah it's on on the list very shortly so yeah we're looking forward to it isn't it just like 10 episodes or, yeah or something super like short yeah. um they're just longer than brett likes they're the hour Look, episodes but <laughs> yeah i mean if you're gonna do hour episodes if you want to do um you know 50 minute hour long you know whatever that's fine 10 episodes i can do that yeah I can handle that you know that's yeah, a day's worth of work yeah uh, there you go and then some. <laughs> so yeah just call in sick watch the show and then you're fine and you're good to go um yeah. yeah i actually felt to me i was so enthralled with the story and then like like i said the season finale didn't really feel like a finale for the whole season it felt like an episode arc or two episode arc and so I was like, I, I want this to be the halfway point between a 20 episode season. And that's essentially oh, okay. what it, you know, what it could be. It's just going to be like an ongoing story or whatever. But, um, I even joked to Amanda, we were like episode two or three. And I was like, I was like the way at that point, I was like at any random episode in this season, if this is a one season show or the season finale, I just want them to jump five years in the future the main character has an eye patch and a bow and arrow, and she's just like, "Come with me." And I'd be like, "Yes, I am down." <laughs> uh, but then they 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 do some stuff, you know, towards the end to change things or whatever. And and I was like, "No, I need more." Like I, part of it is just I'm so disappointed I don't have more. And so oh, okay. It, it, okay. Once second the second season comes about, I'm, I'm sure I'll be like, "Oh, it's totally fine. You should totally watch it." But mm. right now I'm just like, man, it really does just kind of like it, to me, it just felt like the story just stopped, and I was like, "Ah, I can't just stop." <laughs> so i'll have to wait like a year or something you know but uh yeah. but yeah it was pretty good so yeah i'd highly recommend it awesome yeah we're we're definitely gonna check it out cool. um one thing that you me we 
have uh, both checked out is a TV show also on Netflix called Dead to Me. Yeah. Which came out, I think it was earlier this year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was May as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a black comedy TV show, according to Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it, it hovers back and forth between, like, being comedic and then, like, being dark. Yeah. Uh, or, like, dramatic, I guess, is the, the better better way to uh, to say mm-hmm. that. Uh, so I'm just not repeating the words I said the first time. Anyway, so um, in this, uh, the premise is, um, uh, well, Christina Applegate and uh, Linda Cardellini mm-hmm. are both the, the lead characters in this. Um, Christina Applegate plays Jen Harding, who is a, a real estate agent whose husband was killed in a hit-and-run uh, accident. And then um, Linda Cardellini, she, is a, um, she meets um, Jen. Um, whoa. Let me back up. Uh, <laughs> Linda Cardellini plays Judy Hale, and she meets Jen at a grief support group, and uh, they become friends, and they kind of lean on each other, and uh, they deal with um, their various losses um, you know, towards the beginning of the season. And then uh, there's some twists to this that you don't know if you've only seen the trailer. Um, mm. It seems like the trailer is revealing things, but not quite. Like, yeah. They do a pretty good job of like hiding certain things, so... They in-game this bitch. Yeah. And, uh, man, um, it's like, I think, eight or ten episodes, maybe ten episodes, and they're mm-hmm. all about half an hour each. So yeah. I, I loved it. Yep. First of all, <laughs> uh, it gives me more time to do stuff. Um, so I like that aspect of it. And uh, I just overall thought this series was great. Like, I loved um, how dark it would go um, and, like, the um, the dramatic moments help the comedic moments pop a little bit more Mm -hmm. and um you know it's i really wouldn't even classify this as a comedy necessarily it's tough Uh, to classify this one yeah um but you know it's like a it's just a good show overall um so i I don't yeah yeah worth (laughs) watching (laughs) i'm trying not to say too much because i don't want to spoil anything at this point it is yeah yeah I'm with what you. What did you and, and Amanda think? Yeah, so I want to start off. I couldn't remember if it was on the show or uh, in real life that you had suggested this to us because um, you guys had started watching. I couldn't remember if you had finished it as well when you recommended it. Yeah, we it. had finished it by the time you okay. guys came to uh, to Oklahoma, and uh, we told you off air okay. about it. So I, I had seen the trailer for it. Um, I, I love Linda Carlini, and I and I like Christine Applegate. Um, she is, it's funny because I don't really care for Anchorman, but uh, I like her in Anchorman a whole lot. Um, and I remember, like, you you know, I've joked about uh, Married with Children and stuff. And, like, I grew up with, like, a huge crush on her from that show. But um, she kind of left for a while uh, from stuff that I watched, at least. And so I didn't really expect to see her come back. And she has grown into, like, a very, like, funny leading lady, um, which mm-hmm. I never expected from her earlier work. So um, I, I guess, like, even with Married with Children, she just seemed like... She was funny or whatever, but like it seemed like she was just like playing the dumb ditzy blonde, and I never saw this growth from her, and it's been great. So she was yeah. stellar in this, I thought, for first yes. off. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I I had heard about it; it sounded cool. Um, and then the trailer came out, and the trailer starts off like you just think like a husband died, and then there's like a friend that meets her like at a grief counseling thing, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm down with I'm down with that. And then people are like, don't trust her. She's, like, not who she says she is. And I'm like, oh, so she's, like, a stalker or something. And, like, that trailer's wild. Like, it really, like, throws you for a loop in and of itself. And you're like, I don't know what that's going to be. But then that's not even the show. 
Nope. Like, not <laughs> like that's the the most we can talk about it is really like that's not even all of the twists and turns of the show. Um, and these characters are way more nuanced than I expected from that. I guess I thought it was gonna be more of like a clear cut black comedy of like who do you trust and I don't know like it really like opens it up in the show itself. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really well done. It's uh, as we were going through it, like I thought it's good, and then it kept going, and I was like it's getting better. And then it was just like, man, this show just keeps getting better. And by the end of it, yeah. we finally finished the last three episodes last night because they're fast and easy. Um, and it was like, man, that show was fucking great. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited for season two of that one, which hopefully they, they'll green light. Uh, apparently it takes Netflix, someone said online, like a month to, to kind of see the numbers, I guess, before they usually mm-hmm. say anything. But uh, So hopefully this month we'll find out. But um, yeah, it really, it really kind of goes there at the end and uh, opens up season two which sounds pretty great so yeah and the cool thing about this uh series is like every episode like each episode almost stands apart from itself like there's an ongoing like thread of like um grief and like kind of moving Mm -hmm. on but like each episode for the most part um kind of stands alone um yeah but each one ends in a cliffhanger as well um and you can't wait to see like where where it goes from there yeah it's uh yeah i mean i'm thinking back on it now and i'm like oh that part was really cool too that part was cool that's really (laughs) that's like the best feeling whenever you go back to a show and you think about it you're like oh fuck and that thing but i can't talk about it nope um which is pretty rad um yeah it was just uh like you said too it's kind of hard to classify it's it has very funny moments um Mm. some very like real and funny moments where you kind of just have to laugh with them even though it's like they're sad or whatever and it's just like Mm. the moment um and like dark is hard, like um, to to say that, but I agree with you when you said it. But it's like it's not dark, it's not just funny, it's dramatic, yeah. but it's not a yeah. drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not a thriller really, but it has like whodunits, you know, sort of in it, um, mysterious yeah. things. So, yeah, and uh, there are twists throughout. Like, yeah, you find out one thing, and then like a few episodes later, you find out, oh, so this person was there as well, and yeah. Then, further along you find some more twists about um the deceased mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah, yeah characters are introduced and um there's a lot of um okay well here's how these characters will solve this problem and then new scenarios presented in this where you're like oh, okay well here's how they'll get out of this situation but then something else crops up and you're like nope we're just gonna yeah. tighten that circle <laughs> yeah. and just focus that spotlight a little yeah. a little bit more um and uh yeah there's there's not really like a bad character in this. Like there mm-hmm. are characters you don't like, but yeah. they're designed to be that way. And uh, I, I, I have to say, you know, going back to metal, Christina Applegate's yes. character <laughs> listens to metal in this, and that's what she uses to like calm down. I'm like, finally, somebody gets yeah. it. You know, it's just, it's fine. You had mentioned something about that when we talked about it, but I couldn't remember what you exactly said. If, if you just brought up like that, she likes metal or whatever or something mm-hmm. like that. And then when, I, when you see it in, in the show for the first time, I, and I thought back to you, and it just cracked me up, because yep. seeing her, like, fucking, like, scream along with the song and just get, like, so... The, the cathartic release you could see in her when she's in the car and uh-huh. stuff, basically, it's so funny. And then it comes back. They do that, like, a lot. She uses that as, yeah. like, a, a tool to, to help her cope a lot. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> um, so do we want to spoil this at all? Um, talk about anything? Or yeah, you we wanna... could. It's our, like our mini okay. mega. Yeah, we could we could talk about okay. it a little bit more. I'd like to talk about it with you. 
Okay, so from this point forward, we're just going to do spoilers, so you have been warned. It sounds so serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cyclops is in this TV yes. show. Uh, James Marsden. Had no idea. Uh, I was going to say. I don't say, know if he was in the trailer or not. but I didn't mention him yet because I don't think he was. I don't remember seeing him until he showed up in the show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. So that's kind of a surprise. And as we've said before, the CGI on his eyes are incredible. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't know this, but if you haven't listened to previous episodes, and why would you? Uh, <laughs> we will reiterate. Um, James Marsden, who played Cyclops in the original x-men trilogy um let's say two movies uh he had that red visor on Mm -hmm. and um he just loved it he took off but you know what it presents problems when he shows up as cyclops and other projects but the cgi team the crack cgi team they've worked with him for quite a while so even though he wears the cyclops visor to set they do (laughs) cgi in his his very beautiful eyes Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, it looks great. It looks very lifelike. There's no like, like if you yeah. if you squint like okay maybe maybe you're you like oh, these it. are these are googly eyes. But you know, <laughs> um, that's how they first do it. The first pass is just googly eyes, yeah. uh, and it really changes the dynamic of his movies and TV shows. Got to <laughs> tell you, <laughs> especially in this show. Um, but he does. Uh, he does have like a a decent amount of comedic moments in this. Yeah. Like he's like. He's great. His his character, like our perception of him as a character, is like very like sympathetic. Like first of all, we don't even know he's alive, mm-hmm. and then it turns out he is. And then uh, it sounds like uh, Judy was maybe like kind of weird about things, or yeah. like stalkerish, or like we don't know what the situation is. But then we find out why they split up, and it's very like sympathetic. And then you come to find out that he's kind of a, a sleaze bag as well, mm-hmm. and. But yeah, I mean, like there there are a lot of dimensions to a lot of these characters, and that's that's what I like. You can't like not root for anyone yeah. in this because there's just like so many shades of of different things, and your your perspective of everyone is constantly changing. And sometimes it's like, oh, but if they only knew this aspect of what was going on, things would would change a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, know. I uh, I agree with that. It's um, it's very the characters in this are very interesting. In particular, uh, Linda Cardellini, Lucy, is that her name right? Uh, uh, Judy. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so anyway, Lucy, um, <laughs> Judy. Judy uh, is an interesting character. Um, I, I talked to Amanda about it because um, it made me think of I Know What You Did Last Summer where they okay. you know hit a person, but there's a, there's a part of the movie where Jennifer Love Hewitt goes to see who they, they think they hit, his sister, uh, who's Anne Heche, in the movie, and also uh, Freddie Prince Jr. that we find out had done that as well, had gone to see them, and I was like, so it's like if you took that one scene from I Know What You Did Last Summer and expanded that and made a much better story out of it, um, yeah. of the, you know, someone that killed someone and then goes to like try to make it better or try to maybe just just try to see them, you know, and see how they're doing, whatever. Like that's probably all she was doing, and then it just snowballed from there. And her character though is very sympathetic. Even yeah. though she did this horrible thing, like, and I don't know that this would ever really, you know, this doesn't seem like a real life situation that this would ever really happen, that someone would, like, do a hit and run, befriend that person, be, like, invited into their home to, like, live there, and all the stuff that happens, you know, like, there's a lot of far-fetched stuff in it, but yeah, as much as it could, 
happen or as much as that whatever like they did a good job of representing that through these characters I feel like that it feels yeah. real enough as a show that's like kind of a a weird comedic like dark comedy thing or whatever so mm-hmm. um, yeah they really uh, they do some inter- interesting things with those characters and uh, like Christina Applegate has so much fucking range in this thing oh yeah she has yeah. you know like she's going through this traumatic event like whenever she's like trying to sell homes and she's having like panic attacks and stuff Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, like her having to like change emotions and like find things out and like how it affects her or whatever. Um, both of them are just stellar in this. And then James Marsden's always, you know, I like that dude. So uh, mm-hmm. it was fun to see him in this and be able to shine a little bit too. Yeah, it was a little bit distracting in that one scene. I think they forgot to edit out where he kept touching his temples and going pew yeah. pew. Uh, but yeah. otherwise, like for the most part, like you don't even notice he's Cyclops uh, in this and everything. Um, and then also Ed Asner is in this as yeah. uh, a retirement um, patient. Uh, Judy, during the day, like her day job, is she works at a retirement community and, and she stay the, stays there as well um, because there was a fallout between her and... Uh, James Marsden's character. Well, she and Ed were fucking. Undoubtedly. Yeah, right. That's undoubtedly. Yeah. It's under the surface the whole show. <laughs> uh, when you have a gravelly voice like Ed Asner. Yeah. You're just pulling it down. That you know? that fucking guy. He was great in this. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh man. When he died. Like, obviously not on screen, but like yeah. she leaves and then comes back and yeah, she she um Judy starts uh, you know, sobbing. Mm-hmm. because like there's something else that uh, happened to her like traumatically i think that was when um uh what was her name uh, jen found out yeah. that judy had killed her husband and uh spoilers and uh yeah because and- she comes back in the hallway we just watched this one last night so he comes back she yeah. comes back in the hallway and he's like you killed that nice lady's husband didn't you and she oh, just yeah. like slowly breaks down or whatever and it's like such a good scene and he's just like it's okay and like hugs her mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like Everybody needs comfort. I mean, like, she did a horrible thing, but, like, everybody needs comfort. And, like, he's, like, yeah. you kind of, like, she needs to tell her or whatever. And then, yeah, when she comes back, he's he's gone. Yeah. Like, like the other staff is changing the bedding on yeah. his uh, yeah. bed. Uh, and she's, like, yeah, he, he passed last night or something like that. Yeah. And she just starts weeping and says, I didn't get to say goodbye. And, yeah, it's a, a big, like, tearjerker. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to get all the feels watching this show. Yeah. It's incredible. It's, uh, yeah, especially for, like, a, a half-hour show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They really, like, also, like, pack in a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah, um, they don't waste any any time on any of this. Also, going back to uh, Cyclops, I was going to make a joke when we were talking about the trailer, and you said something about they in-gamed it. And I was like, yeah, I, I was going to make something like, oh, you know, because, like, the Hulk is really in that scene, but not in the trailer scene. You don't see him there. They just took him out. But I was like, Cyclops legit could be in this and they, they just, like, didn't show him in the trailer, and we just didn't know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? This is an X-Men show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> He's dismantling that car that they used to yep. have, uh, uh, Jen's husband, and uh, they put it in the Blackbird. And he's just like, okay, I'm getting ready to fly off. <laughs> Bye. And he's like waves from the cockpit. And Wolverine just comes in on his motorcycle and waves because they can't really <laughs> afford him. He just goes away. doesn't say a line. He's like... He's like, Logan, you better bring back my bike with a full tank. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's the crossover we all uh, were looking for. Yeah. The hit and run uh, X-Men movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's the, uh, one of the scenes that like stood out to me is um, Jen and her husband, they have two kids 
And um, now that he's gone, she's left raising these two boys. And, you know, the, the younger son is fine. He's just like a ball of energy. He's Oh, he's uh, so funny. He, he loves to, like, uh, sing and perform and everything. The older son, though, he's not dealing with things very well, which is understandable. Um, he used to play this computer game with his dad. And since he's gone, like, he misses doing that. And um, she... Um, Jen... Uh, is like, well, I, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't have any way to understand this or, or any of that. And kind of throughout that episode, she does a, an about phase and she's like, okay. So um, she logs in on the downstairs computer and sees that her son is playing upstairs or whatever. And so she logs in and she's like, okay, so let's play the stupid game. And they start playing the game, which is kind of touching. But during that scene, there's a little like chat feature that pops up, uh, probably through AOL, more than likely yeah. AOL. Mm-hmm. Hey, ASL and um, they the the person on the other end is like uh, hey you're back you know I missed you and like during this this portion of it I was like oh okay so this is like gonna be a twist where it's like not what you think it's gonna be like a, a, a co-worker or somebody like that, oh, okay. like a, a friend that's like, Hey, I haven't, haven't talked to you in a while. You helped me through a rough time. But then like the next <laughs> thing that pops up is like, I miss your cock. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Whoa, no, this, he was very much having an affair. That's <laughs> yep, full on. And then you kind of get to that the next episode. And uh man, that was like really interesting. Yeah. They track this, this girl down and she's a waitress at a, at a restaurant. And she didn't even know that she was the other woman. Uh, which yeah. is heartbreaking, and then come to find out the the husband that's now dead told the waitress that he was having an affair with that his wife had died. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Like, like it's one thing to be kicked in the ribs, but then to have somebody, like, shit on your face while you're on the floor, you know? That's that's even even worse. It's a good description so, man, for it. Was, it. It was tough to watch. Uh-huh. But man, that, they just handled it so I don't know if so well is a good way to, yeah, to say yeah. that they, they handled this topic. But, but like, it was, yeah, it was interesting. The, the way it was depicted, yeah, it was yeah. like a very good storytelling. Yeah. And then, you know, Jen gets up, pissed off at the table, and, and walks outside because she and Judy had had an argument. Lucy. And uh, Judy sits the, <laughs> sorry, Lucy. <laughs> Thank you for incorrecting me. And then, um, so uh, she gets some more information from the waitress, and uh, yeah, it's it, it was just insane i like yeah i didn't know they were gonna go there with with the uh the husband stuff i didn't know they would either and i think it's an interesting twist to it um because her storyline that's again like christine applegate has had to do such a range in here because oh yeah she you know that we find out later on as well that they had had a fight and she said she didn't want to see him again and Mm -hmm. she's like been blaming herself for this and that's even after she finds out all that other shit you know like there's just so much to go through during anybody's death or whatever, especially such a traumatic death. And then, uh, to find out more about him and like just her, her emotions and how they change throughout the whole season are, are very interesting. But, um, I also like that scene that you're talking about because it's another, it's another version of the scene of what we're getting with Judy, the whole show where it's like, is she crazy or is she the best friend in the world? Yeah. Because then she just says like whenever, uh, Christine Applegate is left, from the waitress, she just takes on the mantle and she's like, I was that guy's wife. He fucking yeah, died. Right. Like, fuck off or whatever, you know, basically. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really weird thing for her to, like, take on that thing, but she's also doing it for her friend. 
sort yeah. of, and it, like it's you're almost empathetic to it, but it's like I would never do that either. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know. I, it's just very interesting to see um, her character and the way they present her and stuff and her decisions. Because at the end of the day, it's still like a, it's a weird thing, and it's not normal, but it's also like she's doing it for her friend. Yeah, so, it's very interesting. They had a lot of yeah. cool stuff like that. There's a lot of really good stuff that um, Jen goes through, you know, as a character in this, because obviously she's she's grieving. She doesn't want to have mm-hmm. to at the beginning of this series, but she finds um, friendship through Judy. I'm sorry, Lucy. And um, <laughs> then, like, the way, like, the layers are peeled back from the onion where she finds out some shady shit about her husband, and then she mm-hmm. becomes, like, enraged. And then she's trying to be supportive of her, her kids and it's just a lot of stuff that her, that she's asked to juggle yeah. um, as a character. And then Christina Applegate is asked to do, um, as an actress, like mm-hmm. it's just really impressive. Um, yeah. I was so impressed with this, with the show and I was delighted that it ended as, as strongly and on such a cliffhanger mm-hmm. uh, that it did. I, Gotta be honest, like that last part with uh, Cyclops at the pool, mm-hmm. I saw it coming. Yeah, but I did too. that doesn't mean it's like bad. Like the the way all <clears throat> the pieces are set up and they're brought together. Mm-hmm. Um, like by the time they end up there, I was like, okay, now I have an idea of how we get to the end of this episode. Yeah, but yeah, it's not not a bad thing. It it, it kind of reaches its natural conclusion, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It didn't feel like um, it was bad just because I knew it was coming. It just felt like they yeah. telegraphed that enough. To be like, yeah, I know that's coming, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was reading something about it last night, some some weird website, and they were like, yeah, and then it's like she has a gun, and they just walk off screen, and you don't know what happens. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> what? Yeah, we totally did, yeah. <laughs> easy. Yeah, pretty easy uh, piece to get. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I liked how that ends, though, and then she calls Judy after they, yeah. you know, had had their falling out already and everything, and she's been so protective and whatever, and installed all the cameras everywhere. Ooh, they have cameras mm-hmm. all over there, Brent. I just realized that. In their backyard, there oh, are cameras yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It just opens up a lot for that show uh, to see yeah. where it's going to go. I, the only thing I'm sad about is Cyclops is gone now. Yeah, Cyclops really is gone. Uh, the the cop boyfriend is still around, though. I think, uh, uh-huh. even though uh, Judy broke up with him, um, I I hope that he comes back. I liked, him, I liked yeah. him quite a bit as a, a character. He seemed like a a good dude, mm-hmm. and uh, he looked familiar yeah. to me too. But I couldn't place him. Um, I'm trying to look up his name right now. Okay, but um, I some of these people like. Um, there was one that I liked, uh, the uh, her real estate partner, the one that, that does the uh, the church choir. That is so yeah. fucking funny. Um, yeah. He is from, he's a character or an, an actor on um, High Maintenance, which is an awesome HBO show that I love. Um, mm. And he, he's, I, I think he's gay in real life. Uh, he's gay in the show and he, I, I'm confused about his character in this one because he's like super Christian, but like mm-hmm. he hasn't really changed the way he acts from high maintenance necessarily, but in high maintenance, he is, um, he's part of a duo, a girl, uh, he's like a best friend and they are both, um, basically described as like the worst people in the world. Oh, and, right. um, so like I, I'm used to him being like a total asshole, but yeah, in totally a, different. but in that show, he also, they, they have like recurring characters and he'll come back and he has kind of a redeeming arc at one point. And it's one mm-hmm. of my very favorite episodes of the entire show. Because he had been such, he fit that role of being the like awful person, 
And then when you see like something good happen to him and him kind of change, you're like, you feel like empathetic. And it was such a change in the show. It was really cool. And then to see him in this, I was, I'm just glad anytime that that's uh, one of my favorite shows. And I'm, I'm just glad anytime people from that kind of get picked up elsewhere and I sure. see them anywhere else. And I was glad that he wasn't, I thought he would be in this for like the first episode or two that he was in, but he's mm-hmm. like throughout the series, he shows up. Yeah. And I was glad of that. Cause I think he's really funny. So, uh, oh, so I liked man, him a lot. One scene, that one scene where he splits off his, uh, or breaks away from his partnership with Jin Mm-hmm. Like where she just fully botches that that one house sale. Oh and yeah, yeah. He, uh, he has to essentially like break up with her, and then he leaves. He's like, uh, yeah, good luck with everything, and he just like walks out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuck. Yeah. It's like one more thing on her plate. Like she's going through all this shit, and uh, yeah, like from his perspective, um, I'm sure that was like a, a hard thing to do, but it was like necessary. Even though mm-hmm. we've been following her like all all season up to that point, like you get it like yeah you're you're fucking up his his um his job you know so yeah. sometimes you gotta cut bait unfortunately yep that's what so i was Steven, that's why i brought you here today oh shit <laughs> this is a uh, break I'm episode hold- oh yeah shit. i'm holding down the show so i'm firing myself oh man uh, oh, okay yeah you and savannah <laughs> enjoy the podcast <laughs> she's right here next to me uh, yeah. his name is uh max jenkins that actor and okay. uh, unfortunately, the, the guy I was trying to look up, the off-duty cop that Judy uh, starts dating, um, was his name Brandon Scott. But he has no Wikipedia page, actually. So oh, my God. I'm sure there's other info out there about him, but uh, I can't find it on here right now. So um, one, one other thing I wanted to mention yeah. is uh, Valerie uh, Mahaffey? Mahaffey? Okay. I don't know. Uh, plays uh, Jen's mother-in-law, Lorna Harding. And mm. she was like a really good antagonist. She only shows up a handful of times but when she does she's they really use her to great effect yeah like she's a really good like foil and gives Jen somebody to go up against and uh, you can see the contrast and um yeah i i, I like when she showed up even though i didn't like her you know it's by uh-huh. design i know yeah they, it's one they, of those really, people. they really make that work uh, pretty well so um yeah uh did you have anything else on on the show yeah got one thing i wanted to mention okay. that it's um is created by a comedian named liz feldman and i was looking her up today um uh, it sounds really cool especially because this is the beginning of june and it's the start of pride month and um she is uh married to a singer named rachel Cantu, which sounds kind of familiar but i didn't recognize her music um but she runs a a youtube series a talk show um since 2008 called this just out um, it's a gay positive show that's filmed at her kitchen table and features um, LGBTQ issues. And mm-hmm. um, uh, th- this is a joke of hers. I want to just mention, I was just reading through Wikipedia. It's funny. In 2008, her joke about same-sex marriage, which was still illegal at the time, it's very clear, to, it's very dear to me, the issue of gay marriage, or as I like to call it, marriage. You know, because I had lunch this afternoon, not gay lunch. I parked my car. I didn't gay park it. Um, which I think is fucking great. Um, (laughs) and I feel like I'd heard that at some point, but she also, um, debuted as a performer and writer for all that in 1995 on Nickelodeon. I don't remember her, um, from that show, but, uh, she was 16 whenever she was first a stand-up comic and, uh, she's been doing this ever since. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, but she created the show and wrote a bunch of the episodes and stuff. And then I was just kind of curious. I was looking her up. Uh, mainly because I noticed in the, a lot of the end of the episodes when he would say who it was directed by, they had tons of female directors, uh, which 
is just great because there's not a whole lot of female directors really out there even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I looked and it's like mostly written and directed by women. Um, so this has like a whole cool vibe that way um, outside of it, which is I, awesome. I noticed that too. And they also get to direct two consecutive episodes a piece. There's like five. Oh, of them, yeah. Okay. And then it's like uh, one directs episode one and two, yeah. then a different one directs three and four, which I think is a nice pairing and gives better continuity as opposed to um, when you have to like yeah. sub out directors like every episode. So I didn't even but notice a, that. A pretty cool like styling element. That's a really cool styling element. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I've never noticed that like any other show before where they did it for a reason. Steven, I don't even know if styling element is the proper term, but I appreciate you stepping <laughs> in and backing me up on it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds vague enough to be anything, yeah. Yeah. so I'm down with it, and I yeah. and I agree with you. Thank you. I want you to oh, know. I, you know, I appreciate you adding that styling element on the end of that yeah. sentence to reiterate <laughs> what I said. So that was cool. Like as far as styling elements go, ten out of ten. We do a lot of good styling elements on this show. I think that so. Is for yeah. sure. like, when people listen to the episode, they're like, I. Like the episode itself is not good, but you gotta admit, styling yeah. elements are top tier. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, overall, great show. I thought it looked in the trailer when I watched it. I thought, hey, I could watch this show, and then it changed, and I was like, yeah, I'm still into this, but th- I'm not really sure what the show's gonna be. It's kind of weird. I'll watch it eventually. And then you mentioned it, and I was like, I'm totally on board. So thank you for uh, recommending it and now both of us are to our listeners because uh it was it was stellar it was really really good it was yeah i, I was very happy with it and i'm uh, hopeful that they will green light a second season and uh yeah and it comes out soonish because yeah i'm all about it it was great yeah all right so that's all i got all right me too yeah i am uh mm, 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 yeah oh. ate, mm, ate too much uh pop culture ketchup again. <laughs> oh my tum tum hurt uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. So as always, you can contact us via email at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. And then you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. And uh, be sure to send over your roasts that we will read on episode 100. And if you want to send like an audio file, if you want to record it on your mm. phone or computer or whatever and send that over to us, we will play that on air as well. So you can participate in the show because uh, we're not good at it, but you know, having your your emails or your audio clips would be a nice styling element for it. So <laughs> just be sure to send that over to us. <laughs> and then uh, be sure to follow Steven on Letterboxd and Twitter at StevenFisher22. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. That's All right. right. Mr. Fisher, have you any further business? Um, I don't. I don't okay. think so. Um, okay. I just have to say I'm more of a mustard guy. Okay. Uh, Let the record reflect. Stephen Fisher is more of a mustard guy. Pop culture mustard just doesn't have the same effect. No, no. Hmm. I bet we can workshop that a little bit. We will, a little bit. All right. And on that great note, uh, I think we're done here. So until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. As always, no planned sync word for this, 
but um, I'm sure we can come up with something. We're really good at this, thinking on our feet early on a Sunday morning, the only morning I've had to sleep in uh, this entire week. And by sleep in, I mean, you know, up until like 7.30 when my dog woke me up to go to the bathroom. He didn't even need to go outside. He was just like, hey, uh, I'm going to go take a piss uh, in your toilet real quick. We've got him trained. But he had to wake you up for it still. He, he likes to let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I would do if I came into my bathroom and my dog was just sitting in my toilet. Like, hello, <laughs> privacy. <laughs> they use their tail to, like, shut the door. Yeah. yeah. I would be, like, impressed, um, mm-hmm. but also disturbed. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just throw that out there. Um why don't so you you only got a little bit of sleeping in time? Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. are you groggy at all? Uh, no, no. I've had uh, I'm on my second cup of of coffee here. Oh, you know? okay. Black gold Texas coffee or tea, <laughs> whatever. Oh, this show sucks already. <laughs> it's perfect. Will it be as good as our last episode that didn't air? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll have to get into all that. Well, I think for a sync word, maybe we should just go with uh, the word you said, uh, which is uh, disturbed or disturbing. Okay. Let's go with disturbing. Sure. Because um, I feel like that's going to be the general approach to nice. this episode. Okay. You know? If not content, then just like quality. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Quality is bad. Uh, I think this is good for us, though. It sets expectations for ourselves. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. Very low. Yeah. Very low. <laughs> So I'm ready for this. All right. All right. So we'll go with disturbing on three. One, two, three. Disturbing. disturbing. Whoa. Holy shit. I wanted, wow, you went for it. Yeah. That was metal. I wanted to go metal for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Ooh, ooh, waka kaka. <laughs> the Fozzie Bear version. Waka <laughs> kaka. <laughs> I feel like that's had to have been done already, but uh, you, sir, are really good at it. <laughs> like a, someone's um, made a real song, I hope, out in the world is what I mean. I hope so. A Muppet version of Disturbed's Down With The Sickness. Yes, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that whole band covering it would be pretty awesome. <laughs> and we will resync with your word. Mm. Disturbing. Excellent. On three. One, two, three. Disturbing. Disturbing. Oh, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Do the Fonzie one, or Fonzie one again. Do the Fonzie one. Waka kaka. Waka waka kaka Wait, what? Is there a cock in there? Yeah. Or a kaka. Mm. Waka kaka kaka. Oh yeah. Waka kaka kanda forever. You- <laughs> that work? The fact that you even like cross Oh, your you arms. have to. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that was good. That was good. Excellent. Oh.
Savannah is very unhappy. There's someone walking by her house. Oh, man. She just eyeballed them the whole fucking way. Just get out of my yard, bitch. <laughs> okay. We'll let that play out. Can you... Are you done? She's still huffing. Savannah, maybe this is her reaction to you, Brent. It could be. She's like, listen, he said he was leaving the show. I'm <laughs> yeah, ready. I'm ready. I made my debut. I'm talking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking here. <yeah. laughs> um. I just realized. So last night I was laying in bed and I looked over at the window and I was like, "What is weird about the window? That bedroom doesn't have a windsill. Yeah. Not at the two-bedroom a window, window sill." <laughs> Those two bedrooms don't have it for some reason. And in our bedroom. What? But what they is put it? windows. So it's just like the top where it's just like kind of closed. Yeah, off. it's just it's drywall. Like, it's like hmm. burp, burp, burp. Because they're there. cheap. They're cheap fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Do you like them? Would you build with them again? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, yeah, we have a good storm heading our way. Yes, yes. But it's not good. Oh, but for sleeping, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we miss a good Oklahoma storm, yeah. but oh, you've well, got one it's not every good night. for Oklahoma right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not good for so Oklahoma far, right now. I'm sure all the Oklahomans are like, Mud. No, it's like my dad earlier was like, it's storming again here. Stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. And it looks like it's going to storm most of next week, too, and most of the following week. Wow. Yeah, just like as heavy as you can. Just. You're not fucking recording, are you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to gently ease it in. Sorry, yeah. I did not. You didn't say one, two, three, record. What? That's well. That was the point. Well, should we should we sync? No. Not right now. Because everybody's the angry. sync word is fuck this. <laughs> Is this what happens when, like, 30-something-year-olds, it's, like, after midnight? Are we, not Furbies, but what is that? <laughs> what is that movie? Are we Furbies? No, what is that movie that looks like Furbies? I have no they idea. They look like Furbies. Gremlins. Gremlins. Uh-huh. Don't mop water them after uh, midnight yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And then replace their batteries. On a regular basis. Angry. Yeah. 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 I just feel like everybody got angry. Oh, people took away my cake. Look, you're fine. You had the cake. It was good. Most of the cake is gone. You'll have cake after this. Which is a nice treat. Yeah, it's a nice treat. You, it's you've, your reward. You've eaten 80% of the cake. It's fine. You'll move on to the next piece. It's so good. <laughs> but think, like, if you had finished the cake, you'd have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. And you still have more mm-hmm. in your future. <coughs> Better? That was good, big fuck you. Yeah, that was a good. I thought that was a good one. Better. <laughs> Does it make you happy, dear? All right, let's do it. Well. Oh my god. You're not the you're not the one who gets to say that, okay? You haven't put in the time or effort. Okay, first of all, when we're on, they're fucking popular, okay? So I think we Sassy. have the right to Sassy say Brandy. it. Wow. Okay. All right. What else? Go ahead then. Well, you said first of all, there has to be a second. Second of all, Mm -hmm. 
Most of your listeners are from Inola. Just saying. <laughs> are they really? Hey, stop hitting the table. Wait, but oh, no. I was most like, of our listeners are in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that we mentioned <laughs> listeners because we have a lot of people that listen to in a lot of different companies. Companies. companies <laughs> countries. Look, we've been drinking a little bit. And it's midnight. And it's midnight. It's gremlin time, right? <laughs> so uh, we've got people that listen, obviously, in the USA. We've got people that listen in Russia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Nicaragua, uh, Brazil, Japan, etc. It all goes on. But that doesn't mean we necessarily have listeners in our own households, which means, Stephen, today on the episode, we've got... <laughs> Our wives, the return of the Eltas wives, mm-hmm. Brandy and Amanda. Uh, you had been previously banished from the show. But we got back in, bitches. <laughs> you got Just back no in. Just no fucking friends trivia. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because here we go. <laughs> Lightning round. No, I'm just kidding. Um, look, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad time. You guys won, but your baby's about it. Oh, um, uh, we can all agree on that. Um... <laughs> Bullshit questions. <laughs> we had a third party, Alyssa, our friend Alyssa, listened to it. She agreed with Stephen and I. They were good questions. No, and I was here and I witnessed. She didn't get hardly any of them correct. Okay, but she said they were good questions. Hmm. She's I walking off. I, I don't know that I knew about that. It seemed like the dog takeout. <laughs> takeout outtake. I thought you were going to keep going. That's why I walked away. Well, it's, it's on there the whole it has time. To, yeah, oh, should I go to the room and shut my door? No, you're not now. Oh, God. All right, guys, I'm going to turn on the news because that's tornadoes. <laughs> All right. Really? Our first tornado episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but. go recording from a closet under the non-existent stairs. <laughs> Ooh. From a bathtub with a mattress Would it be your, it be your pantry? Us. Is that the innermost? No, it's not. No, it would be the guest bathroom. You know, the one you guys pooped in earlier today. <laughs> By but the way, <laughs> thanks for leaving the squatty potty in there for hey, us. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, squatty potty. You never know when you're going to need it when you're in a tornado. Squatty potty. Oh, it's like we would have a chair. <laughs> yeah, you <right>? really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>